XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now.
Oh, buddies, it's around the Fez show on a Friday. It's like a madhouse around here today. Ryan Seacrest was out front with, uh, I don't know, AOL, uh, Idol People, whatever it's called. And then they were trying to march around and sing all over the city. I guess the ratings are down and they're just like freaking out. Any sort of publicity stunt they can get their hands on, they're going to fucking jump into. And then I come up here and the place is a madhouse. It's been dead as fucking Dillinger all week. And there's just people running around one place to the other. It's a wild one today. It's a wild ass Friday. You know, I just wanted to get to Friday, you know? We're here. We're here. Then you forgot to finish it. We're queer. You will not disappear. <laughs> no. What? Thank you. Just time. Uh, Supremes, today on Black Friday, the uh, greatest girl group of Motown fame. And uh, I noticed that uh, Nick Basile Radio was just fucking just into the Motown, just dancing around, enjoying himself. That kid has moves. Oh, yeah. He's, he's fucking... If we do anything with the wedding, it should be Nick Basile Radio just fucking uh, doing a kind of a dance-off. Good boy to judge it. Um... Well, that was a walk-off. That's a different thing. Dance-off is a little more. We could, would have to get Johnny T, John Travolta. And if the Puerto Ricans beat us, don't give him the statue, uh, the trophy anyway, because he'll get mad. I hope this wedding thing comes up. Fez, you're still working on the band? Yes, still working on the band, yes. Did, did you talk to Brother Joe? Um, I've... Uh been in emailing. I didn't have a number, so I am working with Brother Joe through email. I hope to know something this weekend. What happened to people just talking? Just human beings discussing. Brother Joe's the greatest musician of his generation. Nasty. I don't like the idea of doing this without him. It's this whole internet age. People feel like See, I don't get it. I'm from the steampunk era. Cool. Okay? That's why I have a steampunk phone. And this chair is totally steampunk. It's all brass, and there is a gear on it for some reason. Eh. It looks really cool, actually. Just fucking straight steampunk. Maybe we do this as a steampunk wedding. I don't know what... Fez has become a mystery because he left early last night saying he had an appointment. Without oh. saying what it was. He's a mystery. Locked in enigma. Placed inside a riddle. And then shoved into a... Twink's ass. We're never going to figure this out. There's too much. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm it's too boring to figure out. Why are all these fantastic sandwiches sitting out today? These were brought by Leone's in Brooklyn for Erock's birthday. Happy birthday, Erock. First of all, I hope you like the pony I sent over. Oh, uh, by the way, that's not to keep, just for you and your friends to ride for the day. It's going to break their hearts when that fucking pony leaves. Where are we going to that video game place? What is it? I think it's uh, Mick and Eddie's uh, Video Game Palace in Times Square. Is that the name of it? Uh, Chad Dave and Jeremy. Busters. I'm sorry. What's the real name, Fez? What <laughs> Dave, is the... Dave and Busters. Okay, Dave and Busters. Here I was going to go Chad and Jeremy and Simon and Garfunkel, Hall and Oates. I was being silly. David and David? Str David and David. Could have went on for a while. But we know the actual name now. It's Dave and Busters. The weird thing is... Love Dave. Fucking hate Buster. 
Bus. He's drunk down there all the time, and he's yelling out racial slurs to people. But he's fun before he gets too drunk. If you don't hit the exact thing in ski ball, he fucking yells out racial stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's drunk. He's a lot of fun. If you get there from 7.15 to 7.30, he's a laugh riot. But from 7.30 on, he's a bigot. Once he gets his shit under control, that place is going to really do well. Love getting tickets. To what though? I mean, you, you get. I get. A, I, got, I get eight thousand tickets and got a fucking button that said I'm was stupid, and it was just pointing up at my own head. Oh fuck, that's insulting. And then Buster yelled at me, "Great, now you look like a Polak." And I said, "You sir are a bigot, and I don't use the p word unless it's pussy, because that's better than saying cunt." Buster's going to be driving away business if he doesn't get under control. First of all, I I went to the one uptown. You ever been there? No. It's Dave and Buster's. And I'm telling you, it's a whole different fucking scene. <laughs> you can't laugh without coughing. I'm smoking heavily. Well, it's good for you. They say it breaks up anything. It's March now. Uh... It is March officially today. Now, I'm crossing Fifth Avenue, uh, and they had a tiller out, and we're tilling up the ground so that we soon have spring flowers in the middle of Fifth Avenue. That's nice. That's a nice addition to the city. Let me change that. It was Park Avenue. I don't know why I called it Fifth Avenue. I lied to you folks. Uh, you're going to get that from me sometimes. Sometimes I just lie about what avenue I was crossing. It was Park Avenue. So they were out. They had young Mexican men. Uh, I, I think they were called the Was Up Rockers, and they're just tilling the dirt. <laughs> they have skateboards. <laughs> were they skateboarding? Yeah, they were yeah, they were fucking skateboarding. And I just yelled, "Was Up Rockers!" And then I took off her shirt, and then we started fooling around, yeah. and then she started to undo my pants, and right, then stop, she stop. pulled my zipper down. Did you ever watch that movie? Yeah. It takes a fucking year for these little Mexican kids to tell the story. It's Mexican kids. It's just... It's fucking un uncomfortable. Uh, I have a feeling I know where Fez went for his appointment last night. What do you think? Sex change. You got a pussy Dude, now? if you get a fucking sex change in time for this wedding, see if Brother Joe knows any sex change songs. And I want Donnie to sing, too. Uh, Lesbian asexual wedding. I hope. I fucking hope, man. And then, and then I start to play with her, yeah. and then she start to play with me, and then... Buddy, you could skip like fucking three quarters of this. And then we start kissing. Yeah, it's assumed you're going to fucking... You can just say hook up, and that everything all the, everything you said is fucking... What, what's the name of the guy who did that? Larry Clark. Why isn't this is called Larry Clark... Uh, fuck some Mexican kids and leave it at that. That's all. That's the majority of his movies, just children fucking. Well, you know what they say. Uh, you know, do what you love. No, not that. Oh, I don't know. I thought they did say that. Not when it involves pedophilia. Pedophilia. You're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence. And then Larry Clark told me I'm going to be a movie. <laughs> And then Larry Clark stick his white dick in my mouth. Edit and then I started to work his balls. And then he started jizzing in my face. Oh. And then he gave me a dollar for food. 
and then there will come on the food, and then I ate the cummy food. <laughs> it's a jizz burrito. Mm. It was fucking really annoying. It was really annoying. What's up, rockers? Good. Uh, we're doing impressions of a movie from the fucking early 2000s that 15 people saw. People should see it. There's a lot of complaints about you overusing the word jizz. Well, you know what? Yesterday, you know, jizz time Frank Watson. This guy's back in the vernacular. Jizz time! Jizz time! That's all. All right, look back. For you, the big story is the WikiLeaks. Yeah, WikiLeaks. Uh, Bradley Manning, the guy, the intel American intelligence officer. The forgotten Manning brother. No. His last name is Manning, but he's not part of the, the football Mannings. No, that's Eli and Peyton. Go ahead. He's been arrested for about, he's been uh, locked up for about a thousand days. Finally gets his day in court, pleads guilty to 10 of 22 charges, hoping to get 20 years instead of life because they're trying to beg, trying to hit him with. But here's the thing, too. The enemy. 20 years of military prison. That's some fucking rough shit to do. Yeah. And this guy... Like, that ain't like you and your white-collar friends going upstate and playing handball for three months. Hey, we get in shape. We fucking make some yeah, right. network. It's, it's I a learned, frat. I learned French. Uh, and this is the guy that fed all the information to Julian Assange, WikiLeaks, the, the, guy, behind, the old guy behind WikiLeaks. But a lot of people don't know who this guy is because he's been locked up the entire time. But he was the person responsible for the initial giant influx of documents. And the army's looking to hit him with aiding the enemy, which could give him a life sentence. Well, That's you in know, June is when he goes up for the next court. You know, I know a lot of people like the WikiLeaks. Yeah. But here's the deal. This guy was working for military intelligence and decided to take the secrets classified fucking information and upload it onto the internet for anyone to read. And then people were going, yeah, but he had a lot of things to say. But, you know, you sign a contract when you go into the military. Oh, yeah, no, this, this guy committed a crime. It's it's definitely, I mean, but, I'm, he, you know, most people see him as a whistleblower, that he is putting out information that he felt needed to be put out there. Of You know, I think there was at least some videos of, of civilians getting killed in, in Afghanistan and other international cases. Yeah, there was all kinds of shit. Who, you know, the thing about WikiLeaks is who has time to go through there yeah, and fucking filter it all? It's, hundreds it's of just thousands. hundreds of thousands of pages. Most of them, of course, boring as shit. So this guy's going to do at least 20. At least 20. I, th I think they're going to hit him with then uh, aiding the enemy charge. And give him life. He's going to get out, and it's going to look like the fucking Jetsons. You know? Like, he's going to be... One day he'll look up and he'll have robot guards. That's how long he's going to be in there. He ain't never going to see the light of day. This guy's done for, and Julian Shans is locked up in the fucking... Could you imagine if you were told you, you had to do a fucking 20? <sighs> Blow my fucking brains out. You would kill yourself? I'd go on the run first. I'd at least give it a shot to see if I can get out of the country and fucking... That's how I feel every time I get a parking ticket. <laughs> I'm like, what do I have to do just not to go down there, stand in line, and get yelled at by some fucking white-haired old man who really wishes he wasn't doing that gig? The legal system's such a giant pain in the ass. But if I was looking at a long bid, I would def I'd, I'd go on the run, and if 
I'm not, that's 20 How long years would of, be too well, long? And the idea of you going on the run is fucking impossible to believe because you haven't barely ever out of Queens. And when you are, it's on some kind of Groupon package. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a good deal. Hmm. All fucking Hicks's travel plans are fucking package deals. It's fucking. I love it. There's no problem with that. When he told me that last time you went away, you're like, it's two G's. And I'm like, that sounds really fucking expensive. But I didn't understand that you had an open bar. 24 hour open bar for yeah, eight that, days. Yeah, you broke that in two days. <laughs> you got your. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, they didn't know what the fuck was coming. They were delivering full bottles of liquor to the fucking room. There's fucking pictures of you at Groupon saying that this, this gentleman can no longer. <laughs> My fucking name is Flag. There was uh, a, this comedian. Uh, they used to do a thing in comedy clubs where it would drink all you want. And then there was this comedian that would just come in and crush it. So the next time that you went there after him, you were heard, you get two drinks. Oh, shit. <laughs> fucking ruined for everybody. That's in Florida, we called it the Bobby Woods rule, where we're like, when did he work here? That's why the rest of us can't drink. Jesus. Well, hey, you know, open bar means open. I'm not fucking taking advantage. All right, Dave wants to help us out here. Dave, go ahead, buddy. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, good morning, Ron Fez. Um, when I was in the Navy, uh, they would post on the bulletin board people who got convicted of certain crimes under the UCMJ. And for dope, I can specifically remember, like, dealing cocaine or whatever. These guys would get sentenced to, like, 10 years of hard labor. So it's not like you're just sitting in a cell. I mean, they're, it, it, it's, it's an arduous task, and this guy is going to get the hammer dropped on him. Yeah, no shit. And the guys who are, in, you know, his guards are military. So basically, you could make the case that he's betrayed them. You know what I mean? Like, he's never going to be surrounded by a fucking friend wherever he goes. Exactly. And under the UCMJ... You can be given bread and water for three days while you're incarcerated. You can't even do that to people in Gitmo. Yeah, the the deal is you give up so many rights when you go into the military, right? Absolutely, you do. Absolutely, you do. Yeah, you gotta. Then you gotta say to yourself, maybe I shouldn't upload anything because <laughs> exactly. Um, but something else came out about this guy that I hadn't even heard about. Uh, that he went to the uh, Washington Post and New York Times before he finally WikiLeaks picked it up until he finally talked to Julian Assange. And those guys thought he was nuts and said, you know, we don't want anything to do with this. Then the New York Times, what they do is they bitch about WikiLeaks and then they go through all the WikiLeaks stuff and filter it. And report it. Yeah, they put eight interns on it. Yeah, they didn't want anything to do with this dude. They got fucking Frank Watson and over there just going through page after page trying to figure it out. All right. What would you want to do? 20-year bed or be sucked into a Florida sinkhole? I, I die in the sinkhole, right? Yeah. Or I don't know. I, I personally see them as vortexes. Give me the vortex. I'll fucking take the double the dice. 20-year bid? Fuck that shit. You honestly think that there's a vortex under little fucking houses? And Look, there could be. As opposed to I know what's going to happen in fucking 20 years in prison. Nothing good. Those people in Florida, they're sinkholes, man. They don't get it. I'll tell you, when I lived in Florida, I went in my backyard and put, like, a fucking shovel in twice, and just water just came fucking, just pouring out. No one should be living there. It's, <laughs> it's you're living on a sandbar. It's the, it's a, it's a state that is a sandbar. Those Dubai Islands seem more stable. This was a 20-foot-wide hole 
opened under his house and sucked him down on the earth from his bedroom. You would think you would be safe in your bed. Why is that? That it's that there's a foundation to a house that you you, you lived in Florida. Where was your foundation at? Well, there was like cement and everything. And what is that built on? Oh, just pure mud. It's it's kind of built on sand. So you would think to yourself, would cement sink into sand? Yes, it happens. Easily, I mean, it's there's water. Heavy. Every time the tide comes up, the fucking uh, kid could drown. We should just shut it down, disperse everything. Well, you know what the funny thing about Florida is? There's just tons of people there now. So, and then then they they suck the water from all different parts of the state. So, if they're not overly saturated, they're fucking burning to a crisp. Unbelievable! Come on. Um, Why don't you disperse some of them to Wyoming? There's plenty of room over there. Where do you think Fez went last night? Um, it's not like it's it's not like him to say appointment. He normally tells us where he's going. Now he's staring. He's staring from me back to you, back to me. Gay meeting. Maybe? I was just wondering what the guesses were. Oh, I don't give a fuck. What's your big story today, Big Cat? Uh, you have to see this on the IB Wire. It's called Breakfast, Lunch, and Hugs with Tim Harris. Well, it's up on uh, the IB vi- Viral, if you want to. Uh, it is the feel-good story uh, going around the Internet. Tim Harris is a young man who is the only person with Down syndrome to own a restaurant wow. in the United States of America. I don't even exactly know where this is. Maybe in the world, he's the only kid that has pulled this off for himself. And uh, it is um, the feel-good story of the Internet. Before I get to that, though, I hear... uh, Spy report. Spy report. A couple of people are uh, reporting in about a shooting somewhere in uh, America. So we'll check on that. Oh, Jesus. I don't want to give it out because you can never tell whether it's true or false. Um, All right, so here's this uh, kid. What's his name? Tim Harris? Tim Harris. Of magic. We serve breakfast, lunch, and hugs. The hugs are the best part. He has breakfast, lunch, and hugs. About 5.30, get in the shower, do my morning routine, go around 7 o'clock to come to work. There he is, he's I dancing to work, so he's so happy. To go to work, so I do a dance off in the parking lot. He dances to the parking lot because he loves work. We serve breakfast, lunch, and hugs. The hugs are the best part. I am Tim Harris, and this is my place. Oh, yeah. Hey guys, welcome to my place. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Oh. Those are I'm the best part, buddy. I love you. Have you been here before? No, I've never been here before. Well, I'm Tim. I'm the owner. Tim's place is the special place to be at because it's run and operated by me. You guys are doing a great job back here. I love you guys. You guys are <laughs> I'm the best cooks ever. Since I was a kid. I wanted to own a restaurant, and I asked my dad to help me out. 
I'm very glad I did. Thank you, Dad. I love you so much. I love you too, buddy. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> when he was about 14 years old, he told us that someday he was going to own a restaurant. After we all uh, gulped and gasped, he began to take him seriously, and so the result is history in the making. They supported me so I can live up my dreams. I'm amazingly proud of my brother. Just what he's accomplished in his lifetime. I mean, people can only dream, you know? I love you, Mom. As far as we know... See, everybody not, gets uh, hugs from him. Everybody gets uh, stuff. It's the feel-good story. It's up on the iBank today. And apparently just gone crazy viral. This fucking kid, this is a sham. The parents fucking pushed him into this, and he is a figurehead of this hog's restaurant. Why do you have to be negative? I'm not being negative, but these people are just trying to go viral. And also on the fucking, the, their logo, there's a, excuse me, tard face on the logo. It's a cartoon. There's not a tard face. There's a retard fucking cartoon tard face. Let me say it. We find out where this. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. That's a lovely story. There, it's on the menu, right there. It's like a squinty-eyed retard face. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I don't like your attitude. This is the only kid... Look, the tongue sticking out of the goddamn cartoon face. Because he's happy. Who else's tongue sticks out when they're happy? You know, I don't mind the parents saying, yes, this is your restaurant. But there's no way this kid went into a bank and was approved for a loan. Well, he had for this thing. Why are you joining uh, Hicks in this? It's the first time I've agreed with him because the parents drive me nuts. Yes, let the kid think he has a restaurant and has his name on it, but don't act like you've pulled off the first he restaurant is. owned by a Down syndrome kid when it's he, their restaurant. It's his restaurant. The restaurant's in his name. He's meeting people. He's hugging them. Yeah, yeah. All right, his, Why can't you guys get over that this is a nice story? His brother is the operations manager. Manager, that means the fucking the brother's running the place, and he just pushes his brother out to hug people. It's a family-run restaurant. It's his brother's restaurant. It's I, the same gimmick as Chuck E. Cheese. You have a big bear come out and hug the kids. This is not a big bear. About the same IQ as one. You two are. All, you know what I fucking hate about you guys? You guys get so happy if they let some kid fucking score a touchdown that didn't deserve it or shoot a basket. Here, a kid actually owns a restaurant, and you try to take it from him. And you know why? You're both underachievers. You're both fucked up, terrible people who did not reach their potential. He is owner. This is the exact same thing as letting a kid score a touchdown, except everyone in those touchdown stories admits, here's what we did to make him feel good. These parents are acting like they have now done the impossible. The kid's running the restaurant. He meets people, he hands them menus. He barely going... gets the coleslaw to the table. You're fucked up. That's the one thing you can't do, lift heavy trays of food. That's it. That's all he's got going for him. They just shove him into places and tell also, he throws out the love word a little bit too much. I guarantee it, you he is not left there to lock up at the end of the night if it's his place. I'm sure he does. He opens it in the morning. He's the first person there. If he says he loves everyone, it devalues the meaning of the word. That's because he's dancing in the parking lot. That I kind of liked. I wasn't sure about the Down syndrome thing until I saw his fucking face. What is wrong? What are you? Are you in fucking junior high school? <laughs> He's kind of cross-eyed. It's funny. You're fucked up. <laughs> you are fucked up. <laughs> Look, someone should expose these parents for what they are. 
fame-hungry monsters who are using their children or that one yep. special children. I'm child. looking over here on the iBang, and people just move to tears about it. They just love it. Saps. You're all saps. And I would, I'd, I would love to go uh, have breakfast at this place. I'd be freaked out. Some kid would down, just start talking to me and say he loves me. I'd, I'd, I'd leave. It's like the Balloon Boy scam all over again. No, the Balloon Boy wasn't that. even in the fucking balloon. It's <laughs> totally different. Um, I got to take this. It's uh, big radio personality, Mr. Jay Moore. What's hey happening, buddy? Let me ask you this, Pepper and Fez. You guys are very negative. First of all, it's a positivity Friday. I'm naming it. Thank you. Secondly, <laughs> who do you think owns... I'm being serious. Who do you think owns more of a restaurant? That Down Syndrome boy or Wilmer Wilderama? Do you think Bobby Flay is running Mesa in Las Vegas? You are 100% right. None of those people would do. Uh, Bobby Flay's got restaurants all over that he's not opening and closing at night. Puck is slinging sausage pizza in West Hollywood. Yeah, but at least Bobby Flay's worked the line at least once in some of these places. This kid's just wandering around hugging people, so that he loves them. But but while you guys are acting like you're fifth graders, this guy uh, is uh, a college graduate, oh. and he is a sailor, and an experienced offshore fisherman, and has won multiple, multiple medals in Special Olympics. I've been expelled from one college. Pepper, I got to tell you something. I, I, you guys, I'm very, and says I'm really surprised. Look, I'm not the moral authority, but I'm I'm surprised Fez agreed with Pepper because Fez, you know, uh, uh, I have somebody, uh, a special person in my family. So I'm not up in arms about anything, but I'm just letting you guys know. My aunt Christy, for crying out loud, she used to get on the bus, go to a workshop. She used to have an actual job, and then she got older. It got progressively worse. Now, could she have run a re- like Fez is right? He was being funny, and it was funny. But yeah, the guy's not locking up the restaurant at the end of the day and counting the receipts. But I'm saying like Wilmer Vildorama, like you know Lindsay Lohan owns a piece of that. And this this actor, the Michael Jordan people, Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, these people put ten grand into a sushi bar, and they're like five percent owners. Jay Z owns the Nets, right, Ron? Yeah. So yes. Who does more work, Pepper? Jay Z working on the Nets, or this Down syndrome boy working on the restaurant lifting coleslaw? By the way, the funniest line of the day so far: he barely gets the coleslaw to the table. <laughs> he does. He struggles with. Why it. are you saying that? There's nothing where he can't get the coleslaw to the table. It never happened. Uh, you you made something, something up. All right. Why is the great businessman Tim Harris putting down the food and saying the hugs are so much better? It's not because exactly that's what a selling draw, point. It, it draws people in because he makes them feel good. You've never been to a restaurant because the owner makes you feel great or to a bar because the guy remembers your name and you bring people in? I'm sure. Well, if, I, if I may. Yeah. Let me tell you something. After my shows, I sell T-shirts, uh, Fez, okay? You got right. you, you there? Yes. Okay. I got news for you. 99% of the people that buy a Jay Moore t-shirt. They don't really give a shit about a t-shirt. They're buying the handshake. It's cheap. I shake their hand. I look them in the eye. I go, thanks for coming. That's why they're in line for a t-shirt. Nobody needs a fucking t-shirt with my name on it. No one's like, hey, get out. Got my new Moorier t-shirt. It's the why, don't you sell, why don't you just sell $18 Jay Moore handshakes? Why Why you got to go down two bucks? 
Okay, good point. Well, I I'd figure you'd save a little money on the handshakes only twenty two dollars. Yeah. You want a shirt? Give me twenty. No shirt, just a handshake. Twenty two dollars. And I get. How about this? Fifty dollars. I get a Down syndrome boy that wrestles coleslaw to your table. Here's the uh, thing. <laughs> Did you notice? Uh, I don't know whether you saw the thing, but Louis C.K. says he turns down pictures with people. He'd say, "I'd rather not have my picture taken with you." Um. I don't disagree with it in theory. There's no way to get that message out without people thinking you're a dick. The, the one thing is, the people when you are selling DVDs and T-shirts, the people with uh, that are drunk that want pictures. John Mayer said it on your show. They take a picture, they look at it, they're like, "Ah, my boobs look weird. Let's do it 14 more times." Right. Meanwhile, there's people in line behind them. They want to give you that cash. Move it along, honey. <laughs> So I understand that. I, I was thinking about if you want a photo, it's one dollar, like some nominal fee. Mm -hmm. Like, like you gotta go in your pocket if you're drunk and just want a picture and make duck lips into the camera. It's got to be a dollar. <laughs> that was good. A buck. Now I just want to go over this, uh, this thing about this kid. The concept is his. He wanted a restaurant. He came up with the concept of about hugging people and stuff. His family backed him. By the way, like every restaurant person you ever know that isn't a celebrity chef, their family's working at that restaurant. I don't care where you go in the country. So I think it's the kid's restaurant. Where is this restaurant? That I don't know. You, I think uh, it's Albuquerque. All right, which is, you know, you don't even have to have great fucking food there. No, people have lost the will to live in Albuquerque. It's a defeated city, Ron. All right, some of these, uh, I'm not really crazy about what some of the people are writing now. They have taken up the Chris Stanley, Fez Watley brutality thing. I bet, uh, Ron, the Ron and Fez listeners are very uh, intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I bet it takes one or two or three callers with somebody with Down syndrome in their family to call and realize what an actual great story this is and how impossible life is. When you take your entire adult life and have to set it aside to care for someone, it's almost sainthood. Like my, my aunt and uncle, they have no life. That's it. They just right. care for this person. So if you find a place, this kid goes to work at a restaurant... I don't give a shit if he's stacking fucking booster seats. If he's busy every day and he's happy, and you know, it, it's it's a, it's an arduous, impossible, nonstop task. And the older they get, they develop OCD. They get echolalia, where they got to keep saying certain things over and over again. This kid has a place to go. He's high functioning. This is a great, great story. Pepper, shame on you. I'm kind of bad now. But yeah, do you feel bad shame for yourself? You, Fez, do you feel bad about yourself? I feel no, bad that these parents are trying to fake everyone out. At least I'm a better person. How are the Fez. parents faking people? Says if you had a child with Down syndrome and you ran a restaurant and the kid said, "I want to own the restaurant." Guess whose name's going on the restaurant? Yes, I would name the restaurant after my Down syndrome kid. I think that's very sweet, but I wouldn't act like this is his restaurant and he runs the whole place. Do you not find it even slightly ironic that you're on a show called Ron and Fez? That that's the name of the show. Oh, I understand Are you that. Do you? Is your Down syndrome child. <laughs> I'm saying when you're explaining what people have to go through when they have someone in their life like that, if anyone can relate to giving up things in your life, be out of love and loyalty, I get it. 
And yet I'm hearing this kind of shit from these two guys. Ooh, snap. That escalated quickly. I don't understand why you guys don't see this as this kid is overachieving. Look at him. He's behind a thing. He's getting food for people. And people show up to see him. He's a draw. And that's a nice picture that they have. I like how Pepper calls bullshit on it because, quote, there's a retarded, chinky-eyed picture on the menu. <laughs> I there saw is. the picture, and it's very, very nice. It's just a smiley face, and he's happy with his tongue out. Pepper goes, whose tongue comes out when they're happy? Oh, I don't know, Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan on <laughs> That's why he's, he's competing. Is, is Michael Jordan have Down syndrome? Well, this kid isn't competing. His restaurant's not on that whole boulevard. Well, now this AOL video, yeah. I'm uncomfortable with the hugging thing. Well, you know what? What is yeah, uncomfortable about the hugging? Just an employee of a restaurant coming up and hugging me as I walk in. I mean, he's hugging strangers. You, you can just walk in there. He, he's loving Because he makes them yeah. feel good about themselves. Look, how, look at all the people. They bring old people here because he makes them feel better. I think maybe, maybe he cracks their backs when he hugs them. Sometimes he's playing tic-tac-toe on the wall. he cracks their backs. Yeah, it's tic -tac he's playing tic-tac-toe on the wall. <laughs> I think it's a great story. Ron, right now I'm walking into my radio show. All right, buddy, have a great, have a no, great no, no, show. I don't want to get off. I just wanted to give you a play-by-play. -play. Okay. Um, Am I going to hear this? Good afternoon, Mr. Moore. Hello, Mr. Moore. Mr. Moore, how are you? Hey, the reason I called real yeah. quick was I was listening to Leonard Skinner on the way into work because of the Ron and Fez show one day, like four years ago, you were playing Give Me Back My Bullets by Skinner and right. saying, everybody, this is good stuff. Don't get caught up in the hype. Like, everybody makes fun of Skinner. I just listened to, like, the greatest hits of Skinner my entire drive-in. I got to tell you, Ronnie B., you've enlightened me. The, 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 the uh, what is it? The Ballad of Curtis Lowe? Great. Which is amazing. Great fucking amazing. song. Tuesday's Gone is a great song. Um, so I just, that's why I called, but then since you guys were making fun of somebody that's trying to do something positive with your lives, Pepper. And, and speaking of the Down Syndrome thing, the Down Syndrome Leonard Skinner did travels around calling themselves Leonard Skinner now. <laughs> They're fantastic. What about Gallagher, too? When he gets happy, his Exactly. Out. He's got his tongue out. Jay, have a great show today, buddy. Thanks, guys. Love you. All right, see you. Bye, Jay. See you, Jay. Uh, Michael, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I uh, I know this guy. He uh, Tim actually uh, lives and works out uh, in the same neighborhood of Albuquerque as I do. And Pepper uh, says you got this wrong. I mean, whereas he's not back there cutting up potatoes and getting the meal ready, he's out marketing. He's out hustling. I see him talking to girls at the gym. Uh, guy knows what he's doing, and he's kind of like a, a community member and. And uh, he really sells the place. I think it's a fantastic so story. And it's what a lot of restaurant owners do. It's a lot of restaurant owners are only known for the front of the house stuff. Absolutely. And it's competitive. I mean, there's a restaurant pretty much in every block of this neighborhood in Albuquerque, too. So there's about nine other places you could go get your breakfast, including Starbucks and a whole bunch of other chain uh, restaurants. And uh, i got to be honest, the food isn't all that great, but uh, the idea of it... Is I'm sure it's not all that great anywhere in Albuquerque. <laughs> I'm no, sure whatever you're eating in Albuquerque, you're lucky enough. I can't wait to get transferred out of this shithole. All right, but. brother, talk to you later. All right, there he is. He's saying not only that, the guy's out working the community all the time. Um... 
And here's the weird thing about this kid. How come he's so much happier than you guys? You guys come in here daily uh, on a fucking pissed off mood. This kid's dancing to work. You guys have a great job. And you act like somehow you got the pressure of the world on you. Oh, I'm fucking happy. I just, I have moods. That's all. I don't dance to work. No, that's true. You dance one place, and that's to the bar, and then you sit there and stare in the bottom bottom of a goddamn bottle while you just hit on it until you're drunk. Yeah. Like there's some answer in the bottom of that goddamn glass. I think I'm going to find it. Probably later tonight. Um, here's Sean. Sean, you're on the Running Fest Show. Hey, Ron, those two assholes got to cut this guy some slack. The life expectancy for Down syndrome people, I think, hits about... 50, and what? then they're done. I don't so, think either one of these guys have a life expectancy oh, that good. That's fucking, yeah, that's obvious. I, I'll i be gone for that. It'll be iffy. Um, here's Rob. Rob, you're on the run of Fez show. Rob from Albuquerque. What? Yeah. What's up, buddies? I went in there the other morning and ordered an egg white omelet, and he brought me a bucket of bubble gum. God, whoa! That's just terrible. That is just terrible. Dan in Kentucky, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Who the fuck is eating there? He's going to order an omelet to be full of crayons and Hot Wheels and shit. No, I don't want somebody bringing me beef stew when you just finger painting the walls with a dumb shit not an hour before. Anyway. You, you know what? I am so, I'm so, honestly, this is true. You guys have taught me something. Haters going to hate. That's what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at two haters and their hater followers. This finally is a sweet story that's real. It's not some fake story so kids can get on TV or or a bunch of people that don't have any problems can act like they did something great because they helped the kid pretend something. This is his restaurant. He's promoting it. He's filling the joint. And he's a draw. I would go to this restaurant. What's next? Is he going to make a home shake video? That the parents gonna put up to next. By the way, the word Harlem Shake came up fucking twice today on two different TV shows. Where they said we should do our own Harlem Shake. The Heat just fucking did one. I hate everybody doing Harlem Shake. You could just, just fucking Harlem Shake on YouTube, fucking ten thousand videos show up. Todd, you're on the run of Fez show. They're all bad. Uh Todd. Good morning, Ronnie B. Uh hey. Yeah, I want to agree with you. I think it's a good story. I own a restaurant, and I've got a Down syndrome girl who comes in my store, and every time I have to give her a hug, I even made her a little name tag, and that made her day that she has a Subway name tag. So those, those guys are haters. You're right. There are haters. Uh, Charlie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, so uh, all about gay rights, but if somebody has special needs, I, I bet this one wrong. If you said what side Fez is going to pick, I would have said, of course he's going to go. Special needs, rights for everyone. This is a democratic society. I if you were calling in, I would have guessed you would have used a sexist slur. I this one wrong, Fezzy, because it's all about gay rights until it's not about you. You have to remember in Fez's past, he punched a special needs girl in the stomach. Oh, shit. And then celebrated as the kids in town told him he finally got his first win. Um, I just have a shitload of medals. Steve, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, do the other restaurants in town all close up so everybody shops here? Like the teams that stop playing defense so the kid can score a touchdown? No, this is the exact opposite. This kid competes against the other uh, restaurants, and he gets out there, 
and hustles and tries to get people to come into his restaurant and tries to get people to remember that they're welcome there and they can bring other people back and get hugs and meet them and high-five while they're eating. See, I find that distracting if I'm eating a cheeseburger and then the owner comes up and says, high-five, and then a great cheeseburger. Would you find it distracting if, if there was stand-up comedy going on or karaoke or magic? This is a specialty restaurant, as those places are, too. This is part of the allure. Tim's place is seeing Tim. It's just not some place that you pull off because you're hungry for food. You're going there for the experience of Tim. That maybe fucking heartless bastards like you could meet someone that has had tough things dealt to him in life, and he deals with them with dignity and excitement and pleasure and fun. It's a lesson both of you could learn. He does seem happy. Uh, He's Marsh very happy because they've got this gimmick running on him. Marshall, yeah, you're uh, on the run of Fez show. Ronnie, I, I agree with Pepper. I can't stand goodness and, and family and happiness and light. <laughs> I just, I love self-destruction, Marlboros, and uh, coughing like a sick old man every time I laugh. Ouch. <laughs> that fucking hurt. Okay? It was, it was almost like watching someone get a character drawn <laughs> and going, he's not going to like that. <laughs> like, if someone did a character of fucking Pepper, it definitely would have X's for eyes, <laughs> and there would be a big jug in it. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey guys, yeah. Um, I, I would figure that Fez would be on this guy's side. I mean, I know a guy who has a radio show, and he lets his partner keep his name up there, but he doesn't really do any work. So, the thing is, is family, not work, family. And that's a. I want to get one of those logos. Do they sell shirts? I'll look that up right now. I can't understand how dark you two turned. Felt, I, feel a little bit I was bad. fine with it until I saw the parents acting like they should be in the Guinness Book for pulling this off. They never said that. Oh, I see. You're jealous of someone else's uh, fucking heat. Here's our buddy, Chef Darren. Chef Darren, how you doing, pal? Hey, guys. How you doing? I just wanted to comment. Um, two of the best employees I ever had were Down Syndrome kids. I had a prep cook for five years. Always came in, worse, has the worst job in the kitchen next to the dishwasher, and loved it. Never had a problem, handled the knives well. And I actually was very sad when he uh, moved on to another restaurant. And then I had a bus girl that we actually had people come in just to see Debbie every week. So you can understand why this would be a draw. You can understand why great, people would love to come to this restaurant. It's a great thing. It makes people feel better about themselves because they're see that they're helping a special needs person. Plus, you know... Who doesn't like a warm smile? Yeah, it's from a Down syndrome person, but they're nice people. They're not causing any problems. They're doing their job. All right, thank you. Uh, Darren, go back a little bit where he's explaining uh, the end of He's talking, uh, getting to his medals and all when the guy is talking to him. I'd spring it up. My favorite part of all is the people coming through that front door. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Sometimes customers get sad. I give them a hug and they feel a lot better. Oh, thank you, Tim. The hugs are way more important than the food. The food is food, so. 
I did not let my disability cross the dreams. If people with disabilities, they can do anything they set their minds to. They're special. We are a gift to the world. How can you not like that? Michael Phelps won Olympic gold medals, okay? All right, Tim. I get you're, you're, you're getting off over on a technicality. It's another Dude. illusion his family has given him. You're better than Michael Phelps. I think that's his little no, joke, No, he though. actually said, I've owned, I've won more medals than him. Oh, yeah, because that's his catchphrase. Um, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B, how's it doing, buddy? Good, man. Listen, I'd rather have my food given to me by some waterhead than some fucking pun-guzzling faggot. No homo. What the fuck? <laughs> when you're sitting there thinking about guzzling cum, you may want to rethink your own sexuality, buddy. Oh, yeah. That's what, that should be your catchphrase, Fezzy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, fellas, you sound like 2.1 million. Thanks. Uh, I think, Ronnie, that you just kind of lock onto the carny aspect of this thing. You always seem to have love for these people. Well, you know, is there carny to it? Yeah, there is, but there's carny to anybody's gimmick. Anybody that can get people to come in off the street is a good thing. Anything that makes people feel good. This guy took the cards that he was dealt and is playing his hand. And you gotta love that. This is a life-affirming story. Way more life-affirming than we let the guy shoot the basket or he thinks he scored a touchdown. This guy has a business. Now, is it a business with his family? Yeah. But everybody I've ever known that owned a restaurant had family work in there. And the people come to this restaurant. I know that you guys are weirded out because he's special needs. People come to this restaurant so that they can meet the happy, friendly, special needs kid. And like he said, we're a blessing to this world. I wish I had him on this show. I wish I had somebody with that work ethic on this show. Oh, I have a fucking hell of a work ethic. There's a fucking mirror on your goddamn desk with a razor and some kind of dust particles laying around that I don't want to say on the radio. <laughs> Chopping and screaming about the bad hand you got is not a good work ethic. Fuck that. Um, Sal, you're on the Run of Fez show. Lost you, buddy. I'm going to read some of these. Franks and Beans is way smarter than Peppy. I, oh, lo shit. I love when Fez insults callers by insinuating that they are gay. Um, I'm saying the guy has issues. He has fantasies he needs to deal with. That would be gay, Fez. Um, we have a restaurant run by these kind of people in my town, too. It's called Subway. Fez is jealous because the kid's smarter with him. And the fact that this guy actually works at his job. That's a guy who uses Fez's picture, by the way, who said that. Jerk. 
Uh, another illusion like you being gay, Fez. Man, that guy's got it in for you. Here's our buddy Cigars and Scotch. You're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, and not to be mean, but I'm completely with Fez and Pepper on this. I think the customers should be drooling over the food, not the owner. You son of a bitch. You heartless, cruel, evil son of a bitch. You could, re you could eat at Abnormal's Diner and I'll eat somewhere else. Thank you. <laughs> You're like a gag machine. <laughs> Seriously. You're like, uh, I, I only feel bad that there's no more mountain comics. Cause could, could you call the short bus boy over? I need some more water. <laughs> See, this is, seriously, this is Henny Youngman type stuff. <laughs> Take my child, please. You really need a plaid suit to get away doing these kind of jokes. Uh, Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I just wanted to point out the, the economic side of this. There's there's so many people with this affliction that end up in group homes or on state programs or whatever, and, and this kid's actually contributing something, and his parents, maybe they set this up so, you know, they can put a trust together for him, so after they're gone, he's taken care of and not, you know, in some group home. But, uh, first of all, I agree with everything that you're saying, and you, that needs to be praised as well. But this whole thing that somehow... The family is really running. You guys have no idea how difficult it is to run a restaurant and how financially scary it is to be in the restaurant business. And the fact that they've got something working and are bringing people in is fucking terrific. And yet you two... Yeah. Well, Lowlifes. Well, they got the, the fucking the Tim publicity machine out there working. Working Good for it. Everybody's got to do publicity. You got to do whatever you got to do to get it over. Why? I, it's almost like somehow you two turn jealous of someone with special needs. Oh, I'm not jealous of Tim. I'm not jealous. I don't own a restaurant either. <laughs> um. All right. So, Jerk Store Sean says he calls hamburger patties poo pies. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Bob, you're on the Run Fez show. Hello. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Ron. Uh, you sound like a million bucks. I uh, was just wondering is this the first time that uh, Fezzy and Pepper there have uh, been in agreement? No, one time an old lady uh, fell down and pissed herself, and they high five for two days over it. I want to bring up another person you get a lot of publicity right now. He's autistic, Frankie McDonald. Are you guys just saying that Frankie McDonald is not a weatherman? I say Frankie McDonald gives out a lot of good information, but I believe someone's feeding him that weather information. And is anybody feeding the Today Show weatherman? Information? Yes. The Good Morning America show? Information? Some of those guys are meteorologists. They do. They went to school for this. Any of the guys on in the mornings? Any of the big guys? Probably not. I'm not sure. I don't know all the big guys. And does anybody give the meteorologist information? Or does he get every scrap of it himself? I'm sure he does a lot of his own research. I would do you consider that. Frankie McDonald a weatherman? Yes or no? Yes. Fez? No. He does give he's good advice. He's someone who likes to talk about the weather. Uh, I don't gives, consider he, him a weatherman. He he's pretty spot on, now that I think about it. Do you consider yourself a radio host, Fez? Yes, I do. 
despite the fact that I have to say, can you take the stick? I'm not a good one. By the way, I'll watch ESPN and nobody will go, please don't give me the stick. I don't want to fly this plane. Will Bond just yells at Kornheiser. Just, you, <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know how anybody would pick Kornheiser over Will Bond. To me, I call it the Will Bond show. Will Bond is the shit. Will Bond seems like he has a good life, too. He's always traveling around, hanging in places. And we ain't sitting in that studio all day. I think he was like in pictures with like porn. Yeah, he's a lot of porn stars or something. Yeah, here we go. With porn stars? Yeah. What's her story? The girl with the glasses. What's her whole name? <sighs> My buddy's girlfriend's friends with that chick. Yeah? Yeah. You were buddies? Flor- she's from Florida. She looks like a Florida girl. Um, let's go over to uh, Brett. Brett, you're on the Run of show. Up, Ron? Yeah. What can we do for you, buddy? Oh, I was going to say, I used to live across the street from a kid that had this condition, and they they have to have something to do, or they just they'll go crazy. They have to have stuff to do, and it's sad that if this was gay rights, the feds would be just beating beat the door down about something. Oh, yeah. If his parents wouldn't let him be in a gay relationship, feds would be screaming right now. But the fact that they back him with this... Uh, Fez sees it as some kind of strange thing. These Down Syndrome kids allowed to have kids, like have children? I don't know. You have to go watch that uh, fucking movie. Remember they did that movie about I Am Sam, where you had a kid? I couldn't even watch it. I get too sad thinking about that. I only like stories like this that make me happy. Tim's Place. I wish he would have called it Tim Horton's place. Just watch. This place is going to burn down in two months, and they're going to collect You're a lot up. of fucking insurance money. Up, He's not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Tim is going to be in on it. Tim seems like an innocent, fine young man. Wes, you on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I don't see what Fez's problem is. Well, maybe I do. This kid wanted to be a restaurateur, and so he acted upon that, and he became that. Fez wanted to be gay, but he never acted upon that, so he never became that. I think we're both doing the same amount of work in our areas. Wow. Dragging the kid down to your level. That's the only way that you can feel happy, Fez. If you drag that kid down to Fez level. Andrew, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, at least this kid can uh, get through a sentence without cursing, unlike Hicks. <laughs> That's right, you dumb fuck. Let me tell you something, Hicks. You're on... No cursing today, and I'll put a prize up. Can oh, you go the day without cursing? No XL. I nothing XL. Last nothing th- that you could not do on terrestrial radio. Okay. Well, I last last time I tried this less than forty five minutes. Okay. So let's go. It's on. I'm down. What's the prize? Fezzy's picking out a prize now. He has the prize list in front of him. Oh yeah. We will give out a DVD signed copy of Glorious, the stand-up comedy special by Eddie Izzard. Well, that's a good prize. All for Hicks. If I can keep it together. If I can't if I don't keep it together. Speaking of uh, weirdness, there's a great viral uh, this is from 1974, and it's Elvis and Karate, where Elvis is throwing red around and pretending that he's a karate man. He looks great. 
in this video. And when Hicks put it up last night, he forgot to put the fucking link with it. It just was rambling speeches with no link. Sometimes they mess up a little bit. But one of the funniest parts is he's letting Red punch him in the stomach, but it doesn't hurt him at all. Well, yeah, because he controls his chin. Look at the king. I want to teach everybody here about karate, man. Look how fucked up he is. He's really sweaty. And what's a red belt in fucking karate? It's just for Elvis. Look at his eyes. There's just bags on him. Oh man, he is a sweaty mess. And there he is pushing a couple people down with his neck. Look how happy he is with himself. The guys that he's with are basically his stuntmen. They look like drifters that he picked up. Outside. No, that's the mafia. That's the oh, Memphis that's, uh, mafia. Boys. Yeah, and it's their job. That's red. It's their job to take bumps. Look again. Elvis can't be can't be hurt by a punch to the stomach. That's great stuff. It's up on iBang Viral today. It's way better than Bloodsport. Uh, Jim, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Isn't it disturbing the level of excitement that, that you're hearing from uh, especially Fez, but also Pepper, that could only come from just a phony fag and just a, a dying drunkard? You're a jerk. And I have other hey, you phonies for you. Yeah, but a jerk I, is a tug. A tug is a boat. A boat runs in water. Water's nature. Nature's beautiful. Thanks, pal. He got there. He didn't get anything. That guy is just a sleaze ball. <laughs> You're trying so hard not to curse. Who? And Fez's thing is, <laughs> Fez's only time of fun, and he says this is his best thing, is to put the boots to somebody once they're down. He's very, very helpful as the guy coming over the top yelling at the person who's already in the bucket, getting in trouble. I find happiness in other places, not just this. Your asshole and balls. <laughs> That's no. the two places oh. that you find it in. Nasty. <laughs> not my butt. Great five up this week. Uh... Here's a great story. Hoboken uh, wrestling coach got caught jacking off outside of the matches. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I love it. I, but also, I think I'm kind of on his side. I don't think he was actually masturbating. Why? What did he say? Uh, he, I think he was just, I think, I think that they might have just caught him maybe just like manipulating his genitals, but not actually masturbating. Like maybe he was just scratching the testicles or something and not, you know, masturbating to boys wrestling. Which I believe was a wrestling meet that he got busted at. But he was outside, right? Yeah, he was outside. Yeah. Yeah. He took a walk in the hall, stroked <laughs> his dick just watching boys wrestling. Listen, gym teachers and high school coaches of all sorts are not to be trusted. You think they're all gay? Yeah. By the way, Andrea wrote in, Fez used to be compassionate. Since he got engaged, he's cruel and uncaring. This is all Patty's fault. I think there's is some truth there. 
Once Fez got secure in his future, it's like, fuck everybody who comes behind me. If I had two fucking words for you, Fez, yes. tea, tea party. It's all about you. TP. This, this gym teacher's mugshot looks like a grinder photo, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure he's no one has seen more grinder photos than you over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, keep downloading because I think keep thinking Fez might, you know, jump on it. The guy from Girls Gone Wild had to finally uh, file from bankruptcy. Yeah, he. Uh, oh, oh, well, a big part of it is he owes Steve Wynn, the casino owner, a ridiculous amount of money, millions and millions of dollars. Steve Wynn sued him, right? Yeah, he sued him, and now he's just now he's. What was the reason Steve Wynn sued this guy? Because he got deep into he got deep into debt. He was just gambling like a maniac, and then he didn't pay up. So Steve Wynn's bringing him to court to get his money. And this, you know, who I don't even see the girls gone wild commercials. They, the girls gone wild commercials used to be on constantly. Yeah, because now a no one wants a VHS tape, <laughs> and b you can get actual porn for free online. You don't need to send away from a tape of girls uh, at some contest in fucking Mexico pulling their tops up. Yeah. It, but it was, it was gigantic for what? Probably 10 years, right? Yeah, Where's they had a nice long run. But even in its like sort of heyday, you could get pornography on the internet. Well, like, maybe not as easily now since you had to download it. Now Most people weren't doing it. And now it's all streaming. It's just so easy. Yeah. And it's not like a big coup to get a spring break girl to flash herself at you. I mean, there's so many girls just doing it themselves without enticing. It's not exactly like, oh, we caught this naughty act. Well, right, but the thing is, it was the packaging. It was the fact that you know the name Girls Going Wild. And, you know, it was being uh, bought by a bunch of fucking dudes who weren't going to spring break. You know what I mean? And the appeal of that it wasn't porn stars, it was just actual girls. Actual girls. Yes. Just fucking young girls. College. Drunk. Looking for a little cash or some. I guess they did it for hats too. I yeah, they did it for just because it was the party and to have everybody look at them, man. Oh, uh, Mr. Fr Fr this Francis guy has had not had a good few years. Remember he got uh, busted because um, there was like a videotape leak that some dude kidnapped him and boned him in the ass. Yeah. I didn't buy that story at all. It was a great uh, viral video up today on the iBang viral of uh, the helicopter pilot blowing a deer. Who would have thought? This guy's like a hero. He blew a deer and saved him. Yeah, that's creepy. It actually ends up looking really, really fun, too. That deer's in trouble. Mm, well, all he needs is a pirate, uh, a pilot to blow him. And then look how nice it looks. Looks how nice it looks to finally get blown by a pilot. Must be a pretty cool job. Fez, just tell us where you went last night. Blown deer. I had a doctor's appointment. Mm. Something new. Um, just, I had to go get my blood thinners checked because of the bruising. Yeah. So I had to just go get that looked at. What did the guy say about your bruising? 
um, that they're going to adjust the blood thinners. They're starting to clear up. I mean, they've already adjusted. It's been weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks. You you got huge blotches all over your arms and chest. And I don't even know what causes it. You're not even bumping anything. No, and well, I'm worried that they're going to say that I'm pinching them and take me away. I mean, at this point, it's the slightest bump that makes a bruise. So even if I don't even feel it, I'm still getting bruised. All right, this guy wrote in that he thinks, uh, Hendoy thinks that it's a misleading title. I mean, um, yeah, up on that thing. The, hell, the pilot's blowing the deer. And the deer's loving it. And I think the deer's all better off for it. And it's got a big deer smile on its face. Um a lot of cool things up on Filtered Excellence this week and a lot of nice feedback we're getting from people. But uh, Prince on Jimmy Fallon tonight. Gotta watch. I'll be watching that shit. I wonder if he's going to be interviewed as well. And then the San Francisco Bay Bridge is going to get lit up in one of the most expensive light shows uh, of all time. It's going to look like that crazy thing at the Eiffel Tower now. That's pretty cool. It's good. I want to make sure. I think you can watch it online. Um, War Witch is out on DVD. Genius on Hold. Master is out on DVD. Everybody should pick that up. Uh, The original Blues Brothers band is performing in Memphis in a tribute to Donald Duck Dunn, uh, who was a fucking fabulous player. Man, I wish I was in Memphis for that. You know, everybody always looked at the Blues Brothers as somewhat of a comedic act, but every guy who played in that band was the real fucking deal and has played with everybody. Look at the Bay Bridge. It looks fantastic. Wow, it looks really cool. I'm glad they finally did something with that thing. With the Bay Bridge? Yeah, it was starting to look a little tacky. No, they're constantly painting it. Constantly. They never stop painting that bridge. But this made me look, maybe we need to do something like that with the Manhattan Bridge that no one pays attention to. Or the uh, 59th Street Bridge. The, the Grand Lighting is going to be March 5th, uh, 1130 on the East, and it's going to be online. That looks spectacular. That does look really cool. It's going to be very expensive to upkeep, though. Uh, but a lot of people are giving money in. I think it looks just wonderful. I know a lot of traditionalists are going to hate that. Kind of looks looks like the future, actually. It's, it looks like a giant. It looks sparkling. like the fucking future. It looks like Emerald City. Thank you, thank you, fellas. That's a nice compliment. I worry that it's going to distract the drivers. You know what? Why do you even have to say why? Just say I worry. You should just say I worry throughout the show. I think it'll stop people from killing themselves because they'll see these nice lights going up and down. I'm like, oh, this it is It makes beautiful. me feel happy, yeah. It makes me feel like I'm going to kill myself. I want to see more uh, lights. By the way, that Memphis show, I think, is going to be uh, seen by our uh, Memphis correspondent, Dan Hart. We need correspondents from everywhere now. I don't want to be too New York-centric on, on, the, uh, on the show and the site. I want it everywhere. I want to know what's happening in every piece of the planet Earth at the same time and get it all in filtered excellence. Well, we have that uh, correspondent down in Delaware who said they knew that Mr. Teen Delaware's dad. That guy never called back. <laughs> After he said mean stuff about buddies of mine, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. 
Why be mean? Why be a jerk? That's what I always say. Cool, calm, and collected. That's me. You are. You never curse? Nope. Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I think I, uh, I think I'm the big winner here. I think, uh, I heard Pepper Hicks say, um, blowing deer. You cannot say that on terrestrial radio. Well, I think he only repeated me. He might have a son. I don't think you could say blowing deer on terrestrial. Yeah, we are. Con- we giving context, the fucking prize away. This context. No, I know, but it's, you can't use context on terrestrial. He fucking got you. It's not the what we set the contest out to do, but he definitely nailed you. You stole the prize. 20 minutes, 20 st- minutes you lasted. You stole the fucking prize, dude. Hold on. Uh, we get your information. You won Eddie Izzard signed DVD, Glorious, his stand-up special. I was doing so well. I mean, the thing is, you can, in the context that you were saying it, you would have you dumped it. I guarantee you would have been dumped out. And I'm pissed off because that wasn't the spirit of this contest. But he beat us. I hate technicalities. Well, you have a piece of sandwich for yourself. I will have depression. They got, they got the prize. Now you're bummed out? Yeah, I'm really sad. I was really trying. I, I'm still trying not to curse. Otherwise, I would have just said, F this, F that. You're an effing... You can't even do that, dude, on terrestrial. You can't say if everybody knows what you're saying. Because I remember, quite frankly, and I may be totally wrong. It's the first place I've heard it. But I believe Anthony and Bennett saying that. Like, Anthony used to say at NEW, I like to F her in her mouth. I like to put my D in her C and then put it in her A. And, like, we were all, like, laughing so hard. We're like, he beat the system. And then they came back and said, no, still, people know what you mean. <laughs> That's what they fucking do when you work in terrestrial. They just keep going further and further back. Bring in my sports guy today, Matty Ice. Matty Ice, come on in. Where's his sports song? What happens here? What's going on with that replay? A lot of 70s stuff for our fucking interns that weren't, none of them were even born in the 70s. Matty Ice, what are the big sports stories today, buddy? By the way, Matty Ice wearing a very nice sweater, a very comfortable sweater while he can because the weather is going to start getting warmer. This first day of March was goddamn gorgeous. I was loving it walking in today. This is for all the fish babies, right? We're getting in the fish time of year for whatever the fucking the signs are. Pisces. Matty Ice, what are the big stories? Well, it was a slow basketball night last night, but there was uh, the Bulls-Sixers game uh-huh. where Joakim Noah had a pretty rare night. He had a triple-double with points, rebounds, and blocks instead of assists. Uh, what did it read overall? It was, uh, I think it was 23, 21, and 11. 23 points. 21 rebounds. 21 rebounds. 11 which... blocks. 11 blocks. That's nuts defense. Holy shit. It's the fourth time someone's had 20, 20, and 10 in 25 years. Only the fourth time. Well, the only reason why we don't know... Like, block shots, I think, only goes back to, like, the 70s. 73. 73, they finally got around to saying, 
oh, we need to, to, to record block shots. So no one really has wilts. That's the year after Wilt retired and three years after Russell retired. Yeah, Russell and Wilt probably had a lot of nights like this. Yeah, there are people who, who watch the games who kept some stats who say that they probably averaged... Eight to ten blocks per game back in that day because they were just so dominant over everyone else. Yeah, everybody they were so much bigger than everybody, exactly. and they were both incredibly athletic. Uh, and Russell, the speed of Russell, when you go back and watch those things for a big man, he's like a point guard. Speed. But here's the interesting thing about Noah. Do you remember when he came out of college? There was still a lot of people bad mouthing him. They thought he was overly excited. Yeah, they thought he was immature. He's a goofy guy. That's what yeah. he is. But he's a high energy guy, which teams need that that kind of guy who come off. And really pump a team up and, and keep them, keep them active. I love this stat though. You've got to get uh, the double by having blocks and getting ten plus blocks a game. You know, you don't know when they're shooting, where they're shooting. The timing of a block is tough. And a lot of the time, after you get five or six, they'll just start going away from you. They'll yeah. start, you know, jump shots, anything except going your way. But he's kind of a he's a strange player. He could guard almost anyone on the court because he's he's quick, he's big, he's lanky. So he'll come up behind you and block it. It's not right. like he'll stand in front of you and you'll go up against him. He'll come from anywhere. Yeah, I wish I had the guy on my team. I don't care what anybody says. And there was a lot of people bad mouthing him when he came out of college. Yeah, uh, because he was so silly in fucking college. Somebody went to school with him. It might have been Brazilian Julie. I think Brazilian Julie and him were in the same high school together. Oh, I wonder if they were an item. No, Julie claims that she wasn't hot in high school, that she was like an after high school bloomer. I never believe chicks when they say that, though. Every, but she every, swears every, every to single it. supermodel was a late bloomer. Well, the reason why is like they were like lanky kids, right? With like big hands and big feet, <laughs> weird faces. Head. Yeah. And, like dudes are like, oh, you look like a fucking stork. And then now they're like, wait, I fucked up. Forget all the shit I said back in high school. I seriously want to put my D in your in your P. <laughs> and they turn to Kate Upton. Give me a break. I actually think this is one of the more impressive fucking stats now. It is. And I will tell you, the Bulls, and they're without their fucking best player this Gross. year. Yeah, they're having a, a, a solid fucking season they had a really bad month. This is kind of a pick-me-up because he lost seven of the last ten. But before that, they were, I think they're 33-22 and 22 right now, which isn't bad for a team that lost one of the best players in the league. Yeah, certainly their guy. Certainly their franchise guy. Um, my blowhard's got a uh, sports story for us. Go ahead, blowhard. Hey, guys. Uh, very depressed about football. They're trying out a woman kicker at the Combine. If they bring in a female player in the NFL, the game as we know it, which is already going downhill, is dead. Why would you have a problem with that? Could you imagine on a broken play when she has to get tackled or she has to do some tackling? Who wants to tackle a woman, in all honesty? Who wants to take out a woman? Who wants to block a woman? Who wants to slam a woman? You, you can know? say the same thing about any kicker. Right, it's never fair when someone takes a play. kicker down. But if you read the story also, she's not going to make it. She's a soccer player. She's never touched football in her so life. She's just doing this to promote diversity thing. and equality. It's not like she's actually thinks she's going to make a team. It's just going there to... Have the experience and, right. and, and bring up women. But if a woman could kick a ball far enough, and by the way, 
the the problem with that is you know you have to be able to kick 50 yards now i mean it's it's a fucking yeah, tough thing, and under the pressure. But why would that ruin anything for you, Blowhard? Oh, because I don't want to see a woman get woman get mugged on the field because the game has become so physical. I mean, not as physical as it used to be, but the kicker still has responsibilities. Uh, the kicker can still get knocked on his ass. And the fact that they're just doing this as like a showcase for women's sports, no. Go, get out of the football arena. You know, the women in football thing is such a joke. Can, we, can you just give us a break with this shit? But can I tell you, to me... Any fans paying paying attention to the fucking combine is a joke. Well, just, just wait till your line. fucking draft happens. The combine, combine. It's, it's a regional tryout, so it's yeah. in New York. It's no one really goes to this. It's it's where every once in a while you'll find some undrafted free agent who can maybe contribute on special teams. Right. That's it. Or somebody wants to move up in the draft. Well, right. Right. Players we have are walk-ons. I understand all that. I'm just saying we're, we're trying so hard to incorporate women. Women's sports don't sell. Nobody gives a damn about women's sports. Uh, WNBA was a flop. Uh, they tried team tennis. It was a flop. Well, first uh, of all, look at college basketball. College, women's college basketball is fucking drawling. Uh, women's soccer was gigantic. Uh, we follow the when they play internationally when it's Team America. We follow the shit out of those it's, games. Those games are really, really competitive and fun. And they're a lot better than the men are. Yes, they also. Well, they dominate in the soccer uh, in the soccer world internationally, but still, I still think that we still go out of our way to try to make this this case of equalization. No, I don't even think it's a matter of being equal. When you have people on the same level playing a competitive game, you can watch it. Like a high school player can't play against the pros, but if you get two great high school teams. It's a fun game to watch. Same thing happens in the international women's soccer and women's college basketball. They've moved the sport up where it's fun and competitive. We want to see the country do well when it comes to international sports. We get very patriotic and we want to support our country as opposed to saying, well, gee, I just watched the U.S. uh, Olympic soccer team women uh, have a victory no matter what sport, and then they're going to turn, quote, pro and then you're not going to watch them. You're not going to care. It's just because it is the event of the Olympics. It is because that they're wearing our colors in our country. And that's what it's like in any sport. If I'm watching badminton, I'll support it, our, our country and get interested. Uh, judo, anything, because it's all about the country and our patriotism. I would agree with country. that. But how do, you, how do you look at the numbers women's basketball in college is doing right now? I don't think it's as great as you think it is. I don't think the numbers are that great. I think that... If you think about the uh, NCAA tournament, they run the women's tournament also, and the ratings, it's not even in the stratosphere of the men's tournament. Most people don't care. Most people at those college games are just the students themselves. Getting but, but, but if you go by your criteria, then somehow the fucking voice is better than Homeland. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why you, that you use the thing of what regular, you know, what's going to draw the most amount of viewers. You can have really... Uh, th- well, that's always, like, then that's saying hockey, hockey blows. Great ratings it should be getting, but it's just that the women's sports, they just try to push them and promote them. And, you know, in the WNBA, for example, they don't even use a regulation ball. They use a smaller ball. Um, the, the league flopped, and it, it bombed, and the TV ratings are abysmal. So I just think that a lot of times when it comes to supporting women... Uh, individual sports, it's okay. And, you know, you want to watch the U.S. Open, that, hey, that's fun. But for the most part, I think the team sports, especially sports that are established, we don't need all of the feminization of it. That's the problem. 
All right, hold on. Jim has a question for you. Jim, you're on the Renefez Show. Hey, um, so how do you solve the, the Danica Patrick problem, then, with, with that argument? Uh, what is the problem? The problem is that, look, she could do it. She, she's driving a car. She's not, she's not going to be out on the football field with guys five times her size breaking her neck. That's the difference. You think a kicker, a female kicker, could, could take a hit? From a special teams linebacker. But, but can I bring us up? How do you think America is going to feel when Danica Patrick's fucking car rips apart? You know what I mean? It's going to be some scary things that happen out well, there. Right now, Danica Patrick is money because people find her sexual. They find her attractive. They find the fact that it's a female. They can market it. It's great they marketing. Do the same thing in the NFL? Excuse me? Wouldn't they do the same thing in the NFL? No, because in the NFL, in the NFL, you'd have serious consequences because a kicker actually does play football sometimes and gets the shit beat out of them. You see how many kickers get knocked on their ass? How many kickers um, try to tackle? But see, here's the thing, Blowhard. If and when there's a woman ready to do it, why why shouldn't she have the chance? And I don't think any player's going to hold up on a female kicker. It's going to be in the middle of a game. If a play's there to be made, it's going to happen. Do you want to see that? Do you want to see a guy just take out a chick like that? I don't. don't Everybody loves to see a kicker get clobbered, whether they're a man or a woman. I Personally, I don't. I'm not a big fan of when guys light up fucking kickers. I find the whole thing kind of, you know... Unseemly. I, I, I kickers going and taking guys out on uh, kickoff returns too. You got a lot of ballsy kickers. Oh no, you definitely do. Um, here's uh, John in Mississippi. John, go ahead. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, yeah. Blowhard's way off, man. The girls, the, the girls' sports, especially girls' softball and girls' uh, basketball on ESPN, is blowing up, and, and it, it's getting blowing good. up. What is happening? I mean, it's about at four in the morning. Now you're crazy, boy. Yeah, you put on yeah, put on ESPN softball in prime time. But 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 you're acting like that matters. What do you care as long as they have their own fucking I'm audience? Wise, I'm talking entertainment for for the for the viewer, for the sports fan. That's but we we about. now have. So I'm happy to all playing. God bless. But now world, but. we now have four hundred fucking channels. If there is a market of any kind for this, they'll get some airplay. Uh, just like bowling this time of year, always get some fucking airplay. Every Sunday, son. Yeah. Bowling doesn't have the consequences of the NFL or any football league. Even college football, like I said, a kicker is at high risk. What about uh, what about these girls uh, in the uh, MMA now? There's suddenly yeah. these women MMA fighters. I find the fact that women fighting, I think it's very distasteful. That's me personally. I don't like to see chicks you know, fight like guys. I don't like to see it. It's a turnoff. I have nothing. I have no interest in seeing chicks fight. You're seeing Maybe that in a bar and alley. I do, but not in, not in, not in the ring. It doesn't interest me, and it will never ever sell tickets. And it's just a gimmick. It's like female wrestling. It's the same thing. It'll never be headliners. It will never be big names. It was a headliner last week. Well, I'm not talking. I'm talking about in general. You're not going to have a, Vince McMahon isn't going to put a wrestler on the main the main event. A female. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, he did with Wendy Richter and Cindy Lauper. Oh, yeah that, yeah, that was, yeah, that was our main event, yeah. I'm talking about the Hulk Hogan's of the world, the people who sell. And for the viewer, the viewer doesn't want to see women's softball on ESPN. Here's uh, Sammy, you're on the Run of Face show. Sammy. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, blowhard. You know, back in the day, the NFL players were not as big and fast and as strong as they are today. Yeah, but it was a tougher game back then. And take a chance. 
of getting her fucking brains knocked out the letter. What's your fucking deal? I got because agree. Because I, I do I agree with him there. The Give the person a shot. That's all. Because he's assuming that she's like a frail thirteen-year-old girl. She right. could be. She's an, a, a, she's an athlete. Have you seen Snick Mangold's sister? Mm. She's oh, a, yeah. a giant. You know, she wants to play football. She's not gonna get knocked around by by someone half her size. It's not gonna happen. Nah, chick is a chick is a chick, man. You can't. The, the physical differences are. You can't. It'll never be equal. There might be an aberration here or there, but it all comes. But down that's to all it. you need. Just whatever anybody wants to do, and women's sports appeal to the people that they appeal to. There's no reason to compare them with the NFL. Right. And getting them incorporated in the established leagues, to me, I don't like it. It's that would be up to each individual person if they wanted to. Um, here's Tom. Tom, you're on the Running Fest show. Yeah, I just want to tell Blowhard there was also no blacks on TV 40 years ago. It's true. What does that have to do well, uh, he's saying that that's the argument that you would have made years ago. That your argument comes back if this was 1965. Some guy well, explained no to us how the Negro brain a could not become a a, uh, a quarterback. There's still people think that. Yeah. No, it's, it's not a matter of race. It's not a matter of anything like that. Now, it now it's not a matter of that, but it used to be. Now it's gender anyway, instead. That doesn't, that yeah. doesn't apply to our conversation. And we actually all go through the thing of they will never accept a homo in blah, blah, blah. If you if there is a, a, a gay guy as a quarterback and he's leading your team and he's getting wins, everybody will fucking like him. There's a story last week where there's a, there's a tight end at the Combine who said that teams were asking him if he was straight or gay. Right. They, yeah, they could. Yeah, they couldn't like ask girls. him if yeah, if he was gay, but they did say, "Do you, like, do you girls? like girls?" Right. Do you like girls? Was the question. And the truth is, a team, if you like it or not, unfortunately, in these days, they don't want to have a player who could be a distraction. How do you know? Well, I, I look. I like to see it. I think what's going to happen is the only way you're going to get a gay player to be accepted is if an established star comes out and just says, "Hey, I'm gay." And I think it'll be an easier transition as opposed to somebody who's drafted sort of like um, a rookie coming in who just might get abused um, and just not accepted. But if you've got like an Aaron Rodgers or you've got a, a Tom Brady and they just come out and say, you know what, I'm gay, I'm, coming, I'm out of the closet now, it'll be a lot easier for people to accept it. That's just my opinion. And first of all, it isn't up to anyone else to accept it, just like it's not up to anyone else to accept who's being black. Most of these fucking players aren't so riding around in buses together and rooming together. They're running their own businesses inside of this team, and anyone who comes out, that would be up to them. Right, and I'm believe me that there's going to be... Uh, Madison Avenue will run at them, fuckers. The team wants to market their product, and unfortunately there's a, there's a climate with a lot of people, not all, but in this country, that are anti-gay or anti-whatever. When it comes to someone's football team, I think they just want to win. Mm -hmm. And if there's a player capable of doing that that well, also just happens way. to be gay, well, then... That it, hasn't happened already. There's gays in the NFL. There has to be. For first of all, we already know that there's a fucking dog killer. In the NFL, right. so and the people of Philadelphia were willing to go, hey, Whatever. you know, yeah, wins, wins games. let's Throw do it. Up. The only way to accept it is to get to some established star to do it, because... But you're, you're talking like a marketing guy. It'll be up to whoever wants to do it can do it. You it, you can't keep someone out. Well, and the NFL yet, going Ronnie, around worrying about who's gay it, well, is going to end up getting them a fucking lawsuit. Look it's stupid. Oh, um, the stigma that happened to him when he came out and said he had uh, HIV. 
some uh, players were quoted as saying they don't want to go near him. Uh, he's a risk. He's horrible. I understand, but that was also at the time, uh, 20-some years ago, people still didn't that. understand AIDS. Understood. People yeah. are afraid of it, and people won't accept it, and that means less ticket sales, you know, less ratings. People won't accept it as much unless an established player or somebody comes out, somebody like Fez says they want to win. That's the Here's uh, Jeb, you're on the run of Fez show. It's Lab. Yeah. Fuck you, blowhard. You are. Yeah, a take the high road, you hillbilly. Stuck in the fucking 60s. I take the high road, you Put your stupid ass in an arm bar and watch your fat fuck ass tap in three seconds. Are you arrested? Uh, here is. And blowhard, your argument. You're watching wrestling like an 11 year old. Your argument is no different than we heard from people not all that long ago that women will never be on the front line. They can't do what men are doing. That stuff is just antiquated. No one falls for it anymore. When it comes to sports, professional sports, I'm sorry. It's just the way it has to be. It was the the same with female astronauts. We shouldn't put a woman in space. It's too dangerous. Mm, Look what happened. She got killed. I'm not talking about that. And since when am I the sexist one or the one who picks on the little guy like you, Fez, uh, going after that retard today? That's fucking true, Fez. You dig away at using the word. You missed the sensitivity, and all of a sudden now you want to throw it back on me? Yeah, he's right about that, Fez. Down syndrome, Fez? Shame on you. He is right. No, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about Tim Harris. No, but you, you fucking, he was right when he came to that, Fez. You were mean to Tim. You got a guy who goes to work every day, a guy who runs a restaurant, and you're mocking him? Where's the sensitive equal rights for all, Fezzy? Oh, unless you're gay, that's the only thing that matters to Fez. Because this guy works every day. Oh, don't try to just divert this thing off the highway of your sexism. It's not sexism. A woman shouldn't be allowed to do certain things because you're not comfortable with it. Are men and women different? You tell me, are they different? Yes, but in all things, yeah, I think a person person is going to, if they can kick the football... They can kick the football. And get, and get killed Foot. by a guy knocking you on a ass. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. That's all. Then Here's why do Cody you watch football at all if you don't? Football. If you're so against anyone getting possibly hurt, if you're such a pacifist with this game, game why like, would you even watch it in the first place? People get hurt every fucking game. All right, Fez. So in your world, you don't have to work. We should dirty. ban the game, Fez, because you're always banning everything. Oh, geez, come on now. You're come still on. on the phone. Break it up, you two. Holy cow. Well, you don't, you're not in charge of the phones, Fez. You just watch. Here's Cody. You're on the Run of Fez show. Holy moly. Hey, Blowhard, you said that uh, Vince headline uh, wrestling, but China used to be a headliner. She won the bell. She, she was oh, a headliner. Oh, I'm wrong, okay? I don't watch wrestling as closely as maybe you do as you sit there and watch your wrestling and say, hey, this is great, this is real. That's true. He doesn't watch it that close. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, on, that's dude. true. All right, that guy's, really. uh, he got you there. Sometimes he pays he attention did. to it. He got you there. Um, I can't believe people are bringing up wrestling. Well, China, I mean, but you're you the one who brought, you're the one you did bring it up. You. Yeah, you no, did bring it up. The fact that China is, it, is an aberration where basically you look at any wrestling card, it's not going to be a woman on the headline. People aren't going to buy tickets. People aren't going to rush and buy tickets to wrestling to see a diva. I mean, come on, give me a break. They don't buy NFL tickets to see the kicker either. He's right there, yeah, Bill. He's right about that. It is. Oh, well, that's right. It is apples and oranges, Fez. Uh, Dan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Blowhard, did you, uh, did you maybe by chance catch the Ronda Rousey fight, UFC fight? Unbelievable. No, I don't really watch UFC. I'm not a fan. This chick would beat your ass. Well, she's badass. Dude. As a headliner also. Yeah, she was a headliner. 
You're wrong again, Blowhard. I watched it at a casino, and it was packed. You're telling me they're not selling tickets? She was a headliner. She would beat your ass, my friend. Oh, yeah. She would beat your ass. I'm sure she'll beat anybody's ass. I mean, you know, you train her her like a dog, and she'll probably do it. So you train a kicker also. Yeah, trying to kick it to take. All right, I had to take a, a little thing here and say, on mass this week, really, really a funny, funny man. Ronnie, I speak the truth. All right, would you hold on for a second? Please, I'm gonna just just give me a second to tell people if they want to go to Unmasked on Monday. Robert Wall, you know him from uh, so many great m- movies, as well as Arliss. Uh, head on over to the iBank, picks up some tickets this Monday. Unmasked. I don't know why my guys aren't promoting it today, but they maybe they forgot. They got other things going on. Too busy attacking special needs people. But that's us. Uh, Blowhard. Ronnie, that's a great story, that restaurant guy. And they hear Fez and Pepper attack it. It just shows how what heartless cold... You are right about that, Blowhard. I mean, I don't agree with everything, but th- you are right. These two guys are scumbags. Without a doubt. I've, I'm a self-admitted scumbag. I think everyone should know. He's your parrot. He's your yes You're man. a parrot. You're a crazy old man parrot <laughs> motherfucker. That's who you oh, are. That's just the same huh? thing he said yeah, to you. Keep the fuck, stay in fucking Brooklyn, you crazy asshole. I yeah. say you would be, you'd be losing everything right now. <laughs> your mouth's full of shit. Are you going to go through life with that dirty vocabulary? It's yeah, true. I'm doing it's fucking true. great you already, Chris. motherfucker. You do, Chris, uh, a lot. Oh, I'm sorry you hate women so much. Oh, there's a woman on a television. What am I going to do? I would fucking jerk off my own mouth. I don't know. He never said that. He never said that. I'd stop it. Oh my god, there's women. Well, you got that down. He never never did, Durr. That's exactly what he fucking said. You know he did. You're just, you're being argumentative. You're being argumentative now. Drunk anyway. Yeah, you're I'm arguing. Sober judge, dog. I'm trying to get all these calls, and you're just, you guys have. I do badly in meetings of all kinds. Jesus, what a misanthrope. I mean, Jesus. I mean, really. You should misanthrope, you're the one who hates half the fucking population of the yeah, planet on your television. That's true. I love women. I don't want to see them getting hurt. Don't give me a fucking break. That's crazy talk. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. So I don't know um, what other states are like, but in Connecticut, in the high schools, most sports, especially football, is co-ed, even though most women don't try out. And the few that do, do a really good job. And besides... How heavy and big are kickers in the NFL anyway? Most male kickers aren't over 200 pounds. You could easily get a five foot ten, five foot eleven woman. Yeah, you do could do that, but the, the chance that they're going to have that kind of power with their and you want to tackle just... a woman? Or you want to see a woman get tackled? Go ahead. That's not my entertainment dollar. Blowhard, you're saying you see yourself as the protector of the weaker sex, exactly the weaker, dumber sex, in your That's opinion. Right. Protector of the underdog, whether it's the Down syndrome guy. I'll even protect a guy like Pepper Hicks, who's going to end up in Skid Row sooner or later. I need your fucking protection, old man. Beat it. Old man, my ass. Yeah, no, literally, you are an old man. Go get a haircut, hippie. My it's fucking hair looks you great. You have long hair. Go get a haircut. Sorry, you're jealous <laughs> of my fucking beautiful long hair, right. dick. Beautiful long hair. Take the maggots out of it. All right, maggots that's not true. Gorgeous. He has this nice hair. He does. Beautiful, baby. All right, Blowhard, oh, yeah, we got beautiful. off track here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a break and try to, uh, to revamp... Um, can I just tell you something? Yeah. He lured you into that. He lured you into that and got you all upset. Well, what he wants the fuck, he wants some, I'll bring it. But you know what I felt bad about? Fez wasn't on your side with that. Did you notice? <laughs> no, he's like not. Like, if he says anything about any gay, Fez goes crazy. Says something about Chris Stanley, Fez just let it go. 
I know. It's okay. All I'm saying. You're going to be drunk within a few hours. Yeah. Going to light it up tonight. You're going to lick her up. It's going to be badass, too. Hey, you got to get my schedule together for me because I'm seeing all kinds of crazy movies and getting books at the wrong time. I got to fucking, you know. I don't know what the hell's going on with that booking department, but they're just. It's constant. We're going to organize everything. Everything's going to be organized and set up and well. Oh, and I didn't have the guy on about the Bible show today, right? I did not, no. There were certain people that didn't get it, people that they thought would have some fun with it. You had to take the idea before the, the Bible thing worked that, you know, this, this was going to be a historical movie. Yeah. That's a rich guy. He just thinks that the Bible is historically correct and can't even be debated, I guess. Everything it's happened. weird, man. Everything happened as it was written. Uh, so it was written, so it was said. Fuck yeah. Now, the, I was doing so well with the cursing thing, and now, like, even after I screwed up the first time, I the was thing is, together. you got angry, and Fez got re- angry, and a lot of what gets you guys angry is there's a party that believes that Blowhard is right, the thing that he says about you. Oh, uh, no, nothing he Never. says is right. He's just a jerk. Off. I thought you guys liked him. No. He likes to take shots at me. I get his point about not wanting to see people get hurt, but everybody in the fucking league ends up getting hurt. If she wants to get hurt, let her get hurt. Well, she doesn't want to get hurt. She just wants to compete. Right, like, right but she wants to play. Let her play. Okay, man. Yeah. Read off the list of who the Atlanta Falcons dropped today, and a couple years ago, those were some of the best fucking players in the league. Turner and Abraham, both of them. Both of them get not traded... Just cut, go, and leave. Just for money. Yeah. And how many years ago, like, everyone was like, Michael Turner's the future of this league. Yeah. And it happens very fucking quickly. He was the future until he turned 30. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about that kid, uh, what the hell is his name, that was so fucking fast? Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, last year, everyone was like, he blows. Like, blows? This is a couple years before he was unstoppable. Uh, th- th- that, that thing that he blows... Well, statistically, he didn't have a great first half of the season. He right. he, you know, went fucking pretty well last half. It's fantasy football. Fantasy football, right? Fucking makes people hate on players like Michael Turner. Like he had like a iffy so-so season statistically. Yeah. So fucking fantasy football players just getting everyone else's head. That guy fucking sucks. He's not putting up numbers. and not winning my fucking fantasy league. And I am part of that, sadly. But Chris but- Johnson has guaranteed he will beat Adrian Peterson in yards the next year. <laughs> He's personally guaranteed it. Okay. Well, then it's real, then, if he personally guaranteed it. <laughs> he will go back to being CJ2K. Oh, he's going to have 2,000 yards. He's not even just saying he's going to beat him. 2, he's going to pick up 2,000 yards next year. All right, Chris. I'd love to see it fucking happen. And that's a guy everyone also hated because he held out for money. Right. <laughs> Good. They should all hold out for more money. Everyone gets mad at people that hold out for money. And the weird thing is, like, they hate the millionaires but love the billionaires who own the teams. All, For some reason, no one ever gets mad at the owners. They all talk about Maurice Jones-Drew last season. Mm-hmm. And he comes back, and up until he got injured, he was fucking, he was the goddamn best running back in the league. Got an average career of three and a half years. Need your money. It's, football's so fucked up. Three and a half years is what their average career is? It's a league average. Football's so far. Robinson Cano for the Yankees just rejected an offer. They didn't say how much it was. Substantial. It's in the ballpark of what fucking, um, what A-Rod's shit is. How do you reject that? It'll probably be around 
eight years, $180 million. 10 years, 200. That's my guess. 10, 250, maybe. Because they're going to find out some next year somebody's going to do 350 million. No one should be a football. If if it's just like a you were right salary, about that salary wise or whatever, no one should be playing. If in the you're, fucking NFL. If your kid is a three sport player in high school, you should really be saying, "Can you play basketball or baseball on a higher level than you can play football?" There's no way you should want your kid to play football just based on money. Kaepernick should be a picture. He should be a pitcher in the fucking in ML, in the Major League Baseball. If he, if he was good enough, I have no idea. If he was better, right? But he's a better quarterback than he is a pitcher. It's a really tough. It's a bizarre set of circumstances that makes you a baseball player. It's not just athletic skill. You've got to have this timing and eye that is kind of freaky. I mean, the fucking fact of the matter is, you look at John Crook. No one would call him an athlete. He was a 300 fucking hitter career. Lifetime, yeah. And because this motherfucker couldn't hit a baseball. And think of whether he could, what his stats would look like if he could have ran or fucking thrown <laughs> or done anything that you need to do. But he was a 300 fucking hitter. Crux the man. Really nice beard, too. Looks good. David Wells is a fucking mess. Guy yeah, <laughs> who who understood that? Who understands a fucking uh, a curveball? Who understands a fucking... Who even understands a fucking fastball? It's a tough thing to understand why one big guy can fucking throw the ball harder than another fucking big guy. And th here's a real weird thing, too. Even when you're a kid... There's some, like, you're playing, like, Little League Baseball. And this skinny little fucking kid will just have a rocket arm. There's one kid who no one knows who just comes out and is throwing curveballs, throwing fastballs, everything. Everything. He's fucking throwing junk. He's got great control. No one knows how the fuck he's doing it. That's why even most big league fucking managers, they don't understand pitching. You know, they're just, their whole thing is, is he ready? Huh? Is he ready to go? All right, tell me. Tell me if he's not ready, because I want to put him in when he's ready. That's fucking big league. That's the way they go over and talk to the pitching coach. I don't want to put him in before he's ready. I want him to be ready. And then during the game, tell me if he's in, he runs out of stuff. They can't fucking Is tell. Is it over? Because it's the weirdest sport. Like, some guy is just cruising along, and, you know, he's fucking... You know, barely anybody can get a fucking hit on him for six innings. Seventh inning, uh, he gives up a single. No one says anything. He gives up another single. Everyone's like, what the fuck? What's happening? Well, should we pull him now? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Two I mean, guys. Can he give himself out of this? <laughs> we don't know. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> everything was great. Pull. Get pull. out the fucking just phone. Just stop everything. Stop this fucking game. Warm him up. I want a, I want a whole other guy to come in. <laughs> he just gave up Two hits. <laughs> Can you best. imagine, like, you don't do that in other sports, and if you looked up and Kobe fucking doesn't hit two threes, you're not going to sit <laughs> him on the bench for four days. I don't know what happened, Kobe, but it seems like maybe you're done. You've just lost it completely. All your juice is gone. Just bring in world peace. Bring in world peace. He's out of there. I say always bring him out of world peace. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, Blowhard, you're, you've been quiet since your fight with Blowhard, huh? 
You're just still all fired up inside? Yeah, I start seething because he's such a hypocrite. And, and I know this was all a mask of not putting gay people in the NFL. Huh? Where he's saying don't put women in the... Who would want to hit a woman? Who would be able to do that? I'm sure that's code for who. who's going to want to hit the gay guy. All right. This is, by the way, all these other conversations <clears throat> taking place and you're just sitting there redoing things in your head and you can't make the leap that a woman means gay. There's a lot of people that would say he thought when he says woman, he means woman. Half the planet are women. The number of gay guys is, I think, they say 3%. Most of them, you know, 3% of people in the country are gay. Most of them are bi chicks just trying to turn people on. So something like one out of every 10,000 guys is gay. The weird thing is all those guys actually have a lot of sex. That's a small but tight-knit community where they're all just... Why won't they let Fez in? I don't know. I honestly don't It's not know. exactly tight-knit. Well, no, maybe it's so tight-knit. Tight-knit means that they don't let you in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought you meant that it was all inclusive. No. Well, inclusive was never going to be tight-knit. No. Inclusive would mean that they would let straight guys in. And you don't think they should do that, right? Well, no, and I don't think straight guys would want to. That's not what I said. Should uh, the, they let straight guys in? Yeah, they should let anyone in who wants to be in the gay community. That would be not a gay community anymore. This community. That would just, yeah, that would be the United States of America. I wish there was, like, some kind of logic mentor for Fez that we could take him to. Like, here are the things that brought up. Deep blue. Yeah, the and computer. there's where you could head with it. Instead of, Fez will go, it's raining outside. Uh, I forgot to go to the bank. That means... My mom hates me. That's Fez's way. That's, this is what happens this. in Fez's mind. And then normally he'll come in crying. My mom hates me. Why? Well, you know it was raining today. And then I forgot to go to the ATM. You can't stop the rain. Who'll stop the rain? Fez sees patterns and everything. Speaking of which, Hicks, I saw that movie last night. How uh, how was it? Uh, it's Room 237. It's about people who see all these hidden meanings in The Shining. <sighs> There's some out there fucking people. I wrote an essay on those conspiracy theories back in, in college, actually, about all, everyone's crazy On The Shining? About, yeah, on The Shining. Oh, nice. Um, well, most of those people that you probably wrote about are in this, with the this uh, represented uh, Native Americans being killed, mm -hmm. or the whole t Holocaust, or the fact that we never landed program. on the moon. Yeah, and like you're like this person sounds crazy, but then they're showing all the clips. All the, mm -hmm. all the they just go and, over it. So, and then I'm like, this. Wait a minute. That's a fucking weird thing for him to put in that movie. I'll give it a shot. Well, here, here's the weird thing about me. I'm not that visual. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm much more of an auditory person. So when there's a lot of visual things and they go back and say, look at the clues, I'm normally getting them for the first time. Yeah. And even in the Coen Brothers, well, they'll go, oh, look how many times they use these shapes or, and I, I won't notice it. Maybe I notice it subconsciously. But, um, you can get very, very deep into things and, quite frankly, start to find things 
anywhere. And that's what drives mathematicians and physicists. Some of them go crazy from looking at these reoccurring patterns in nature and thinking they're so close to finding out the language of God. And then the next thing you know, they just spin off into paranoia, madness giant fucking mustaches uh, taking their cats upstate lying to their friends about it oh good god the native american one was uh yeah just uh fi- the, all of the clues they find within the film about yeah. it it's it's really strange and i can't, i can't tell if it's that guy's just... I think that it's about Native Americans, the space programs, <laughs> and the Holocaust. <laughs> it's called Room 237? Yeah. I'll try to find it. I'll watch that one. Yeah. It's very, very weird. Because it was a fun paper to write. It was really... Like, I went into it going, this is ridiculous, but... The fact is, since no one has really understood Kubrick yet, like, you're not going to do this with a lot of stuff. But you know what somebody did that was really great online when they did um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off as if it was Fight Club? And they start saying that Ferris Bueller... And then you're like, this is the silliest... Holy shit, that's true. (laughs) He's not looking at anyone else there. Wait a minute. This all makes sense. Calumet. And at one point, they're actually showing the movie back. The Shining is being shown backwards and forwards at the same time. And there's all these intersecting scenes. And you're like, Kubrick couldn't have meant this. Could yet, you? why is this happening? It's also the thing about how the layout of the hotel doesn't make sense. So the turning corners in other scenes, those corners aren't there. So, so it apparently subconsciously makes you confused because the, the layout mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense in and reality. The, uh, what he's talking about is the hotel, and then people have gone in and designed the hotel and show that they've gone to the inside of the hotel, but there's an outside window, and holy shit, uh, Kubrick has, and there's no clue about it there's no yeah you know kind of thing it just uh they're, they're, they call them impossible windows impossible corridors and they show like one room will overlap in another one so this whole thing might be about the subconsciousness of jack nicholson's character wow and then the whole time i'm watching it i can't help but think of fez because what i've watched when Fez started to slip off in a different place years ago, and I'm making comparisons this whole time with the fucking Shining. I once had a bad day right after I started taking antidepressants where my mind was really feeling screwy, and I had a day or two where it seemed like there was so much more orange out in the world like, for some reason, people were using the color orange more or wearing it more. Like it was some sort of massive orange thing going on. But what does orange mean to you? Um, sunlight, or it's my favorite color. It's part of my synesthesia. And where are you from? Florida. And? Uh, Florida oranges. Florida oranges. Florida orange juice. Right. Juice. The Jews. In the Holocaust, right? Right. Cost. Makes sense. Cost, right? money. Money. And then what? Who sang the song Money? Um, 
Who was it? Bum, 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 bum. Was it The Temptations? No. Money. Oh, Pink Floyd. Pink what? Pink Floyd. Floyd the what? Barber. From? Mayberry. But? Andy Griffith. Right, but he's, what does he do? He's the barber. Barber? Who was the barber in wrestling? Brutus Beefcake. Beef what? Cake. Cake. Your favorite cake? Uh, uh, chocolate. Chocolate what? Chocolate, um, uh, turtle cake. But chocolate. what do you always put in it? What do you put in that chocolate cake? Chocolate chips. Chips what? Chip. Chips. From what? My three what? From my three sons. Sun? Yeah. Bar, uh, Florida. Sunshine State. Sunshine. Oranges. Oranges. So that whole thing comes back around. Holy shit. See, it's all there. It's all fucking there, and there's no way for you to stop it. So if you follow Fez from that, he went all the way from missing home, seeing oranges, all the way through those things in his mind, takes him back to oranges again. And that's what happens in this room 237. You're going to love this since you did the paper on it. You're going to kick yourself in the ass for not doing the documentary. I'm going to try to find it as soon as I get home tonight, actually. Now, when I went to the screening last night, it was late last night, too. Uh, we were a packed screening room about, like, there was, like, some laughs and stuff. But I'm thinking a lot of these people write almost in the same way. When you're a film critic, you're seeing more in the film than a normal person does. Uh... And then some of them, I kind of felt like they maybe thought they were being made fun of. And all of a sudden, two guys behind me just got up and just fucking left. And I'm like, I, want, I wish I could just go out and talk to them. Like, what pissed you off? That's really funny. Fucking, it sounds like a, it sounds really interesting. Really want to see it. Well, I mean, you saw what Fez just did there. You know? That, okay. And Fez did not even know that he had that kind of thinking. Had no clue that was there. And yet, it is. Bill, you're on the Run Fed show. Hey, Bill. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Yeah, hey, what's, what's up? up uh? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, didn't uh, the OJs do a version of Money as well, rather than the Pink Floyd? Yeah, but where does that take you? OJ, Orange Juice, and we're right back into the same thing. We're right back to Florida. Yeah. We're right back in the same exact place. So, you know, Fez is like, red rum, red rum. I kind of see fucking Fez as that thing. And Fez does have a shining. He's I got mean, the shine, right? Yeah. And he has to. That's why he became an atheist, because you were being overwhelmed by the amount of otherworldly things that you saw when your dad died, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, you were visited in your dreams. Money was appearing. The dreams were becoming unbearable because he was constantly in my dreams, furious with me and yelling at me. And you know, even from a Jungian approach, I'm always surprised that your therapist didn't take you further with that. You know what I mean? Like instead of saying, "Oh, all oh, none of this stuff happened," or "You're overdoing it," I honestly do think your subconscious was trying to tell you something. I think that's where a lot of your anger comes from, is that you're not expressing yourself. There's something that we've all waited for years to hear you finally say. 
And I think it's why you sometimes, you had that anger at Queen Elizabeth yesterday. Mm -hmm. You've done it with Shower Bench, Mikey D. You could just fucking go down the thing of friends that you decided never you wanted to be friends with again. Because there's something he's not saying. You think he knows what he's not saying? Or is it just pushed? I think he pushes it down. I think he does know. I mean, whatever he even thinks that he's not saying, he has a thought right now and he's not saying it. I'm trying to think if there's anything if, I feel like I'm not saying. If I had to guess it, it would have to do with me. Oh, shit. It would either have to be me or his dad. Because I think Fez uh, put both of us on an unwanted pedestal. This is fucking deep, man. I don't think it is. It's very shallow. <laughs> you know, it's as shallow as Fez thoughts. Um, we gotta do a break here and uh, we come back and we talk about the five the five and that's foods that's worth spending a little money on I, I hate to tell you that you're doing a great job because it hurts the other intern so bad is he in today? No then I can frankly tell you you're doing a really good job with the sports thank you I gotta be careful with that though yesterday he lost his wallet he was yeah, he was freaking out. Never did that. find it. And then I guessed the exact amount of money that he had in it, and that fucking had him spinning out of control. That weirded him out a lot. I go, nobody wants your eight bucks. And he's like, <laughs> how did you know exactly how much money? Like, you couldn't look at him and not think <laughs> eight bucks. But I don't know how you could lose a wallet in that room, that room, or up there. And I know... This is, you know, we're not working on a loading dock here. If anyone found a wallet, they would he, t return it to reception. All day. It's the booth, the studio, or the, the intern desk. Or the bathroom. Or the bathroom. And he went to the shitter constantly yesterday. <laughs> he went four times yesterday. He flushed that wallet. <laughs> At least. He flushed that fucking wallet. And probably used his hand to even push it down <laughs> oh further. And then doesn't remember it like a shining. <laughs> Unmasked is Monday with special guest Robert Wall. Today is your last chance to get in on tickets to be in that audience. Make sure you get to the iBank so you can be there for Monday at 4 p.m. What is your favorite Robert Wall movie? Uh, Batman. I love him as Alexander Knox. It's a very small part that he plays in that, though. You know what? It's it's a pretty good size part, I think. Really? Yeah. He's, he's, he's right there with of... Kim Basinger just about the whole time. And she is Batman, so that's perfect. Um, has anyone seen Hollywood Nights? Because he's fucking amazing in that. Haven't seen Hollywood Nights. When you see Hollywood Nights, you were like, why didn't they make him the new Belushi? He was a nut. I'm going to check that out. It was uh, kind of an L.A. early 80s summer uh, like car movie. It was like one of those American graffiti type car movies. And he was more or less what would be considered like a Belushi character in it. He was the hero slash anti-hero. Shit. Sounds great. Very young Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie. Oh, yeah. Very young. I'm looking at her picture in it. Jesus Christ. Well, you guys cut up some sandwiches for yourself. Okay. Get some nice sodas, make like a nice little day out of it. All right. We get back, the five. Uh, and I believe it's the five foods that's what? Worth the extra effort. I like the idea of this. Me too. 
We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. This is the Ron and Fez Show. Miss Diana Ross and the Supremes. I can't believe how good that fucking Motown music is. It's just heartbreaking. It's so great. Uh, what's the piece we got to five on today? Food's worth the extra effort. Now, on uh, Sunday, uh, Ron Bennington interviews. I'll be talking to Tom Colicchio, the celebrity chefs, as well as uh, the directors of... A film that's out right now that's very, very interesting. It's called uh, A Place at the Table. It comes out in select theaters. But part of it is like, what's wrong with our foods? How we got so far away from foods? We actually have kids starving in this country now. And they're obese. So they're eating something. They're eating this processed salt and corn stuff. High fructose shit, right? Yeah, but they're not getting the nutrients to uh, that it takes to stay alive. And they're actually starving to death while they're fat. So this is the five foods worth the extra effort. I haven't seen this yet, Hicks. So why don't you just give me the first one. It's up on the iBank today. First one is free-range chicken. The organic stuff. Not well, the... Not the chicken inside a tiny little box just being used for KFC or whatever. Now, um, what are the reasons that they're giving it a taste so much better? It's better for you. What's the reason? It's, it's a stronger flavor. There's, there's actually more meat to it, less fattiness. And it's actually, if, if you're used to eating non-free-range chicken, it's a completely different texture for you, too. And there's, and there's less, and the fat is actually edible as opposed to other chickens. It's, more, it's inedible fat. And then you, have to, you can season it less, you can use you sauce it less. And the, the meat, the actual meat itself just tastes better. I would believe that, though. Because they're not fucking pumped full of chemicals or whatever the hell they, or hormones, I guess, is what they... Yeah, even if you get beyond the taste thing, um, it is, uh, I mean, if you get beyond the, oh, this is healthier, blah, 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 it actually is better to have stuff straight off uh, a good farm. Not a corporate farm, but a real farm by actual farmers, like a family who farms. You mean not like robots and just fucking evil corporations? Yeah, I don't know why we've limited this to only five, because I could sit around and go through vegetables myself. 
you know, the tomatoes, the difference between the tomatoes that are grown on a real farm uh, or compared to what you get in a supermarket is ridiculous. I would say every bit the same of watermelon, cantaloupe, Honeydew, the far, like farmer, farmers market stuff, like the like a peach is just tastes totally different from there. absolutely. Like it's pump. It seems like they, it almost seems like that's the shit that's pumped full of chemicals because there's just so much fucking flavor in it. But that's the natural shit. Now here's the weird thing, uh, and you'll see this in oranges when you go down to Florida in an actual orange grove. A real orange is smaller and browner. So if you put it next to the supermarket orange, you would go, oh, the supermarket orange. Is better, but the real orange, which looks uglier, is so much tastier than a supermarket orange that you can't compare the two. I'll give you another one: pineapple. If you get actual pineapple, most people have never tasted it. An actual it, fresh one. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal food. Um, all right, give me your next one. So your first one was free range chicken. Then what do you have? Next is natural popcorn, not the not the stuff in not the stuff in the microwavable fucking bag, mm-hmm. but actually popped corn kernels and not dumped with butter or whatever chemical they have is using sub butter substitute, but real flavors, real spices or whatever, and real herbs to actually flavor the popcorn. Well, you know, microwave popcorn is going to be awful. Just from how bad it smells when it's cooking. I mean, how can anything... Why is that only in an office, though? You ever notice that? It was like, it never stinks anywhere else but in an office. And it will stink up any office. Because people are constantly burning the fucking popcorn. I will say this. Shitty, like, bad popcorn actually makes me feel sick. I can't eat movie popcorn anymore. I've had my limit of it. Every time it gets me when I go to a fucking movie, I still get the popcorn and I leave just feeling greasy. And even like well into the night, too. You're just like, oh, man, did I get shot in the guts? This was a bad idea, but I'm going to do it again next time, probably. All right, here's Ben in Boston. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I just wanted to chime in real quick on the uh, the vegetables coming from different sources and stuff. It's, it's not that it's a different vegetable altogether or a different piece of fruit. It's how they ship them. They put them in there as a green vegetable so that they won't bruise, and that's why it all tastes like shit because it never gets to ripen on the vine. Oh, that's a very interesting premise. So when we're getting vegetables that come from the other part of the world, we're never getting it fresh anyway. Right, exactly. If, if they put tomatoes in as red ripe tomatoes, mm-hmm. by the time it got here, you know, from here from California or, or wherever it's coming from and going to, it'd just be a busted up, you know, it, there wouldn't be anything left to it. That's why it all tastes so terrible, because if it, it doesn't get any sunlight to actually ripen. Now, you work in the food business? Yeah, for a long time. Uh, what, do you, what do you do to make sure you get the freshest, best tasting stuff? You know, a lot of people think that all this local thing is like, a, it's just a recent kick. It's just, it's not. It's, that's the only way to get you know, really high quality ingredients is to buy stuff that's grown locally or to work with really good vendors that are working with small sources. So, these massive farms that grow tomatoes by the, you know, by the truckload. That's how they, that's how they operate. Yeah, that's why a lot of people think like chefs are so good and then the chef will put out, you know, a cookbook. But the reality is, if they're using so much better ingredients than you, you're never going to catch them. 
You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. could you be a good cook without good ingredients? Right. Exactly. Um. All right. Thanks, man. Um. Here's you and Mobile. You're on the Run and Fed show. Hey guys, how y'all today? Good. Good. Uh, bananas, ripe bananas, off the tree. Tastes nothing like you, what you get in the store. It's amazing. You gotta try it out sometime. Go to the Caribbean if you ever down there. Grab a banana. Right. Yeah, I mean it, it's really strange. It's just a different thing all the way around. All right, so popcorn. I didn't not even expect to be on this. Uh, list. Um, it kind of surprises me. What do you got for the third? Next is quality ice cream. I'm a big believer in that. Not cause, because the ice cream that's sold in stores, they over whip it so that they can. It, it might fill the container, but it's the weight is less. It's less. You're getting it's all less, air. You're getting less ice cream in, in your pint of ice cream. Or so where are they saying get the best ice cream from? Small local stops. And we have the. We have our own extra own, own list on the iBang of best local ice creams, too. Yeah, our friend John has a place. And that ice cream was unbelievable. Oh, hell yeah. So you can only get it from a small thing to really get it good. There's no kind of... Yeah, there's the locals, your locals, like small batch ice cream shops to get the good shit. You ever notice this in, in New York... Like gelato places will do really well, but a straight up ice cream place seems like it comes and goes very fast. Because I think people are fucking are impressed by the just the word gelato. Like, oh, that's an ice cream. That's gelato. Yeah. They're, and they're, they they just they just fall into that. And they're like, oh. I'm by the way, these sandwiches are really good. Oh hell yeah, those are from Leone's in Brooklyn. Delicious. And they brought them over for uh, Iraq. For Iraq, uh, it was his birthday, and they no. dropped off some for us. I'm sure Iraq had a cake. And, you know, if you think of that now, that would make, like, a nice full meal for everybody. You know, like, you had a nice sandwich, and you have a piece of cake, and, uh, you know, you take care of your sweet tooth. Mm. I wonder why you didn't think of that. Um, JP, Manhattan, you're on the Run of Fed show. Well, I'd be a million dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, uh, I spent my, uh, my childhood, uh, as opposed to summer camp, I spent it in Europe. And I noticed the difference in between foods right away, from the milk to the orange juice to, uh, you know, the little farm that my, my family grew up in the mountains. Warm eggs right from the hens, wherever they come from. Um, pulling figs off a tree and eating them. It was life-changing. Do you ever and, have uh, eggs like that, Fez, fresh? No, I don't think I've ever had a fresh egg. Would it scare egg. you? Yeah, it would. Why? I don't know, because I don't even like, even in the supermarket, if I, like, pick up a brown egg or something, it's just so not what I'm used to. You, like, just have the same experience over and over. Uh, my nieces have uh, hands like that, and um, it's fucking fantastic. I love a fucking warm egg. Like, I know. The warm. only thing I wouldn't want, though, is chickens. Like, they're so noisy and a pain in the ass. And they wake you up every morning. Oh, uh, yeah, the rooster does. Here's Clint. You're on the Run of Fed show. Hey guys, I was gonna say I got a, one of my best friends owns a six house chicken farm. He has about one hundred thirty thousand birds every three to four months for Tyson, and they're considered free range. But all it means is that he opens up the gates to his uh, chicken houses that gives them the option to go outside. They don't have to go outside and run around. They don't use any hormones. As a matter of fact, to get them to eat more, they give them unsweetened great Kool Aid in their water. Makes them eat like a ton. They go to about five or six pounds and they harvest them by hand. But there's no hormones or nothing there. It's just 
And free range is just a crop. It's just another word. Well, I don't think anyone's believing if they're going to hear it from some big corporations that they're free range. You know, that's the thing. Like, even the word organic doesn't mean shit uh, anymore. Yeah. The, uh, all the big companies will buy up the smaller organic. Someone, because they come out with organic tea or whatever it is, some organic product, they'll buy it up and then just, they'll just have the name and they'll just put whatever the hell they want in the actual product. Um, here's Kevin. You're on the Run of Face show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, uh, when it comes to, I live on a farm and we have our own chickens, our own fresh eggs. But I'm also a hunter, and turkey is the same way. I hunt wild turkeys. There is a hundred percent different flavor to a wild turkey than there is to a star box. All because of the hormones and what they eat. There's no comparison. So wild turkey is fantastic. Oh, you wouldn't even know he was eating turkey. It tastes totally different, but it's a lot better flavor. It doesn't taste like a piece of dried rubber. Actually, I want to get that now. We should harvest some wild turkeys in here. I see a lot more running around than you used to, you know. Upstate in a couple of towns. Absolutely. <laughs> you never used to see them, and now you do. You see a fucking What the fuck? Was that a wild turkey? Yeah. That doing on you the can't road? even believe it. Fucking really funny looking, and they're just hanging out. They're just fucking wandering around. Look like a feathered basketball just going around, <laughs> very very slow. Be yeah, careful. and you never used to see those years ago. Now you see them in all kinds of small towns. Yeah, they fucking they run the place. All right, so let's go over what we got so far: free range chicken, natural popcorn, and quality ice cream. The good shit, not just the overly whipped stuff. Found supermarkets, like small batch ice cream, and this is stuff w- that it's better to go up and above for. Yeah, it's worth the extra effort. All right, give me the next one. Actual real maple syrup. Well, I, I'll attest to that. It's 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 a totally different thing than just going to the store and getting something. It actually tastes junk. completely different. It's amazing. And if you can you remember that guy brought us down a whole jug. I use that thing for forever. It's a gallon jug. Yeah. Sweet, delicious, natural maple syrup. I love you go up to, like, New England, up to Vermont, and all you can buy it along the road. That's awesome. Going, yeah, it's fucking great. But it's really weird. You know, a lot of people will actually take it into a restaurant with them cause, for pancakes. That makes sense, since a uh, uh, restaurant is going to put... Uh, that shit's, you know... It's, it's fucking oh, yeah, it's expensive. very expensive. But yeah. a lot of times if you'll say, do you have real maple syrup, they'll go in the back and get it for you. Oh, I never or even some, tried that. Yeah, you do it. Um, you know, when you speak up a little bit, when you're not drunk. That's usually when I'm in a diner. Was it Pit Doc that brought the syrup? Yeah, Pit, Do- Pit, Doc, brought- Pit Doc is the, is the syrup man. How did, he, how did he clock that? And why doesn't he get any more? Oh. Last time Pit it's Doc's like- the best. Pit, Pit Doc's a saint. And he's my doctor. <laughs> Looked at my back for me last time. Does he have a practice upstate? I'm not sure. I just have a feeling, not to say, he seems like a renegade abortionist. <laughs> or like a guy that, <laughs> if you were mobbed up, he would they would call him and come in and help some guy who got shot in the stomach robbing a fucking stagecoach. It's take, all house calls. Take the bullet out. All right, Brady's going a different way on uh, Wild Turkey. Go ahead. Hey, Ronnie, million bucks. Yeah. Hey, baby. 
Hey, what's up, for uh, future abortionist? Hey, that guy that called and said that uh, wild turkey is way better than sorrel turkey. That guy's full of shit, man. Wild turkey is really gamey and just tastes. He's right; it doesn't taste like turkey at all. But uh, we hunt them all the time. On prop- my buddy's got some property here, and uh, man, it's it's disgusting. We hunt them for the fun of it, not for not for eating it. They're disgusting. I had never so, eaten it before. That's the first person I ever uh, heard it from. Uh, and I mean, the fun of it; those things barely move, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, well, it's like it's got to be like shooting truck tires. No, nah, they are faster. I mean, they're uh, you know wild or uh, uh, farm turkeys. They're slower. You can pretty much run up to a farm turkey and scare it to death. It'll fall over dead. That's fucking uh, weird. Wild turkeys are pretty fast, man. And by the time we get out there, you know, there's a lot of trees and stuff that they go running through. So. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they, they hunt them a lot with bows and stuff like that and uh, and just do it more for the sport. But don't waste your time eating it, man. That stuff is disgusting. All right, thanks for the update. Here's Doug in Boston. You're on the Ronnie Fez Show. Yeah, Ronnie, I got uh, my sister-in-law lives up in uh, Vermont, and she taps her own trees for maple syrup. Unbelievable. But uh, she also raises chickens, too, <laughs> meat chickens. And uh, the first time she tried to slaughter a chicken, there's this whole process where you take a, uh, uh, a uh, one of those road cones, the orange, uh, you know, the square things. Yeah. You cut the bottom off. You're supposed to take the chicken, put him in upside down, and then cut his throat, okay, and let him bleed out. Right. Well, she couldn't bring herself to do it. And she, like, cut him halfway. And then my brother-in-law has to go back and get the axe and come out. And my, you know, like, my 10 and my 12-year-old are like, oh, my God, what's going on? Oh! And there's Uncle Jeff swinging an axe trying to kill his fucking chicken. It was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, you definitely get that da 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 thing going because you got to, you know, you got to turn over and be farm people when everybody's raised in some kind of a PETA world. Um Rick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. You know, whenever I go up to um, Rhode Island to visit my brother-in-law, I'm a truck driver, so I get to visit them every once in a while. When he knows I'm coming, they get this milk delivered to them in gallon glass jars. There is no, I can never find that milk anywhere else. Fresh milk in a glass jar is that I'll drink a whole gallon in the night. <laughs> you just sit around drinking milk like a little kid. All right, thanks. Here's Brett. Brett, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, man. I just want to... Thanks, guys, for, for putting me on, first of all. But that guy's full of shit about the wild turkeys. Um, I hunt them all the time. Those things are awesome on the grill. I mean, you just take a hypodermic needle and you inject them the whole time. Just put r- real butter on there. Put some rub on there. They're awesome. It's like a dark meat. Thanks, buddies. All right. Um... So we're getting, you know, back and forth on the wild turkey. I had never eaten it. Drank wild turkey, but never eaten it before. And like I said, I'm just getting used to seeing them when I leave the city. I never saw them when I was a kid. They'll fuck with you. I saw a bunch of them coming out of the woods, and I could not believe it. (laughs) Yeah. Not even that far upstate. They're fucking all over the world. No, you don't have to go that far anymore. Um... Here's uh, Tony. Tony, you're on the Run Fest show. Ronnie, Hollywood Nights is one of the most funny movies. Did that come out before Porky's or after Porky's? I think that was a pre-Porky's. Yeah, I mean, when he is on that stage farting in the microphone, I mean, that is one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in the movies. Well, we that got was, him. Uh, 
Come on in. Michelle uh, Pfeiffer and or Pfeiffer and uh, Tony Danza too in that movie. Right? Yeah, uh, and they seem like they used a bunch of comics from like the Comedy Store at the uh, at the time. Um, if you get the opportunity, come on and see us. It is the Unmasked with the very, very funny Robert Wall. He'll be here on Monday at 4 o'clock. Just go over to the iBang if you want to be part of the list. Um, we'll shut it down this weekend. Um, let's go over here to uh, John. John, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm driving through Upstate right now. Anytime I ever see a farmer just spread shit in his field, there's wild turkeys. They're so over just eating the shit? Go ahead. What's that? They just come over and start eating the shit? Oh, they love it. Shit eaters. Like catfish. Uh, there's a yeah, bunch of fucking shit eaters. Hey, uh, I heard a really weird thing, uh, kind of an in-house gossip thing. It's serious. Looks like Jennifer Hutt is going to be doing the show out of L.A., Leaving her husband and kids. Holy wow! Fuck. Yeah, she was telling uh, what's the name about it today. She was telling uh, Jeremy. Just going to the fucking. I think she's using the Playboy channel out there. Wow! You know she went out there before and acted like it was on vacation, mm -hmm. but uh -huh. it's all about you know kind of get the career going. Yeah. So she's leaving. Uh, looks like she's leaving away from uh, her husband and kids. Abandoning. You say abandoning, and I say chasing her career. All right. You know, the sailor who's, who fell from a uh, grace from the sea. You know what I mean? When the sea calls, you got to sail. And her sea is fame. And she wants to sail on fame. It's that dirty, smoggy, fucking shit sea of Los Angeles, California. You've never been to L.A., have you? No. It's much nicer than you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would go out there now and go, let's do the show from here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hear people bitch about L.A., but it's uh, people who never been to L.A. or never had a chance to... I mean, when we're sitting around talking about this f food, I'll never forget the first time I ate an avocado and I was out on the West Coast. Totally different thing. That's Sushi, right. to me, tastes totally different out there. West Coast has some great fucking food. Mike, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. Just going to say, talking about maple syrup, I uh, travel through Michigan and live in Pennsylvania, go down to West Virginia, and i got buddies that make it all three places. And it all tastes a little different. They're all from maple trees, but they all have a little distinct flavor, depending on where they're where they were made. Um, all right. Uh, I appreciate it. I know very little about it, but any time that I had the real Vermont stuff, I'm just a giant fan. Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how are you guys? Yeah. I'm, my category is real good coffee, and I don't mean Starbucks or any of that other shit. I mean really good, high quality. Again, not the corporation, but an individual store. Where do you get yours from? Oh, all different places. I live in northern New Jersey. There are a couple of places I go to around here, but but uh, I don't get it too often. But but when it's good, it's really good. Yeah, I, you don't have to tell me my coffee's good. I know my coffee's good. I go out and buy, buy gourmet shit, okay? Bonnie's the one that... Bonnie gets anything off the thing that her coffee tastes like shit. 
All right? But if she comes home and she's going to see a bunch of gangsters doing gangster shit, she's going to be pissed at me. And that's something I can't deal with right now, okay? This isn't my problem. Does it say dead? I just saw our lovely uh, Brazilian Julie just wrote to us about her friend has free-range chicken, beef, pork, and lamb. And they eat better grass, organic grass. Um, dry meats and bacon, who also. I'll, I'll tell him that perhaps some ship it over. Mm. Yeah. You come on in here and you uh, put it together. He's trying to raise some stuff. Nice. I'd love to do it. It's called the Herdendale Farm. You know, did you know how many hipsters are moving off places and, and doing this? Pepper? Um, a lot. Of, there's a few, like, it's important than a few. There's a bunch of co-ops over in Brooklyn, and it's a big movement of um, rooftop gardens where they just take the tops of buildings and turn them into gardens. I saw that. But I'm talking about hipsters that leave the city, move either upstate or up to New England, kind of make an own town for themselves, like-minded people. Nice. Some of this gets done, too. <laughs> Some of the stuff you like. And, uh... They get into it in a big way. Hey, hydroponics is a, it's a miracle science. Grow anything. Is that right? Yeah. Get the proper lighting, you're fucking good. Eat tomatoes the size of your fucking head. Hmm. I know that's too big. <laughs> I don't want giant stuff. Uh, Red, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, uh, you got to go to Thailand for it, but real legitimate, bona fide, 10-year-old Thai boy ass. None That's of this just terrible. Station shit. That's just terrible. You're disgusting, sir. You're disgusting, and God is going to punish you. For, he's going to punish you for the horrible things that you said today. You're joking about child the slavery. Yes. Child sex slavery. Yes, and putting your D in his little A, his little virgin A. Where they just use, like... Like F-holes. I will tell you this, and I can't believe people who won't do the same, but I have to have the good bread. I can't have the fucked up bread. Good bread makes a, lot, a big difference. If in I go life. into anyone's house and they have one of those loaves of bread that they bought and it's already fucking sliced somewhere, I'm like, let me out of here. I can't fucking breathe. I don't know why people don't go out and find a nice bakery for themselves. I know, you got to make an extra stop, mm -hmm. but it fucking changes the meal. People like one-stop shopping. I'll tell you this food we got today. Nice bread. Oh, yeah, delicious. That's Leone's in yeah. Brooklyn. Delicious. That's freshly Leone's. baked bread. They know. Brooklyn means quality right there on the menu. That's what, that's what it says. I believe it. But I don't like shitty fucking bread. It'll ruin the sandwich. Or whatever whatever the meal, whatever. When I hear people using the word like, oh, do you believe Wonder Bread's going out of business? I'm like, how were they ever in fucking business, dude? How did that happen? It's a dollar a loaf or whatever. Yeah. It really is a dollar a loaf. How I don't even know that's possible. A fucking loaf of bread's a dollar. Because it's not bread stuff. 
Yeah, of course you liked it when you're little. All kids do. Then you got to fucking grow up. Even yesterday when people were bringing up the Oreos, why not just go to a bakery and get some great fucking cookies? People like one-stop shopping. They just want to go to one store, the supermarket, get everything there, whatever. If it doesn't taste you need to watch this fucking movie uh, about a place at the table. Please, do me a favor. Okay. Sit down and watch it. Do you know how many people that we have out there now that are getting fucked over on this? And the food assistance programs in this country are frightening. How many people go to bed hungry in this country? And here's the weird news. Some of them live in the farmland. Some of them actually work on farms, and then they fucking don't have enough to eat the food that's there. That's fucking depressing. That's it's depressing. really sad. Those corporate farms, they don't pay all that great. Eric understands a little bit, something about the beef. Eric, what do you got, buddy? Oh, I was just calling in about grass-fed beef. Upper West, uh, Midwest beef, top end. I mean, a lot of your top end cuts at your steakhouses uh, are going over to Korea, and you guys don't understand how good a beef there is. Like, we all raise our own beef and get it butchered at our local butcher, and the quality is so much different than even when you go to a better steakhouse, a lot of those top end, uh, top end beef cuts are going overseas. You know, um, Tom Calicchio, who I'm going to be interviewing this weekend, when I went to his place, he actually switched the restaurant. It used to be Calicchio and Son, but when I went there, it was an all-steakhouse. And he would have the farm that the beef was from, they let you know, and what they ate. So we ordered different steaks, and the difference between the grass-fed steak and the corn-fed steak was phenomenal. Now, it would be up to each person to say what they preferred, yeah. but you could taste two bites. Like, I would get the grass, you would get the corn, and then we'd go here, let's try each. And it tasted like two different things, depending on what it was served. It was crazy. That sounds pretty wild. And when I say it was crazy, I yeah. mean, I ended up cutting my wrist and oh. running down the street. Screaming, just so I mean I understand it's good steak, but uh, they shouldn't be slitting your wrists. Fez, you think if you would have started eating like this as a kid, would you have your five cents? Oh, probably not. No, because I mean it's the word it, probably that I love there. Yeah, I mean hereditary plays a factor, but no, it was all Wonder Bread and canned goods. You know that was the bulk of the diet. Thanks, mother. Well, she didn't know back then. Nobody knew. Well, back in the day, they were all about like more preservatives, at least at, at some point, right? Back in the day, Fez was worried about the blue bloods coming down and trying to free their slaves. That's <laughs> how old that fucker is. God damn. Yeah, I guess it's over with Jennifer Hutt and her family. I don't blame her because they're not going to add to her fame. Oh. Uh. But she's going out to L.A. without her family. I guess with no distractions is how she would see it. I have some, some words of advice for her. Mm -hmm. More money, more problems. Well, here's uh, 
the weird thing. I mean, L.A. is fine, and the sun shines. Pumped real low, but she's been thinking about making her way back. See, she's New York City, born and raised. These days, Jennifer Hutt, between two shores. Ailey's friend, but in whom? Give me the, the last one on the list. Last Why minute. is this only a five? This should have been a 50. Naturally reared pig bacon. Oh, reared. Like Fez wants to rear no, a man? No, 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 no. This is, this is naturally cut bacon because other store-bought bacons are pumped full of salt water to add weight to them. Uh. So when... So I never heard this before. So when you're fucking cooking up your bacon, that's why it shrinks so much. Sometimes you'll have a giant piece of bacon when you throw it in the pan. Yeah, but, always. But then it becomes tiny. But the naturally reared pig bacon... I want you to stop saying reared. Naturally reared pig bacon... You mean raised? That's another word for it. Naturally raised pig bacon. That's the stuff you want. There's no water added, and you'll, you'll have more bacon. More delicious bacon. Everyone fucking loves it. It's all. It's a fucking fact. Hmm. Uh, Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. There's nothing better than local honey. If you're traveling, I advise anybody grab a jar of honey when you go from state to state. It keeps forever on the shelf, and you can taste where they, these honeybees have been harvesting the honey. It's fantastic. Does it? Uh, it, it tastes different wherever you go for honey. Oh, I, a- absolutely. It tastes different. 20, 30 miles from where you got the last honey. But if you go from state to state, you'll for sure taste a big difference. It's amazing. Now, I saw a thing, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. I believe it was on the Food Network. I don't know. There's uh, a guy up in Harlem, and he has a chicken and waffle business. So he makes his own honey. He's got his own bees up there, right? If you go there in the spring, and you live in that neighborhood, and you have his honey... It will fight the allergies that you will normally get. But what you want is the honey from the bees in your neighborhood. How that works, I don't fucking know. I'd love to ask Pit Doc about that one. God damn. And then you're good. Like, you're, you're fucking... It's like getting a shot. Because somehow, those bees, since they're the ones that go in the pollen and all that kind of shit. And believe me when I tell you, I saw it. Jaw dropped, and I've never heard anything on it before. But I never fucking forget it. I think about it, particularly every spring. Because everyone forgets, oh, I can't wait for spring. And half the people get their fucking allergies going. Then they're just in a bad mood. And there's going to be something weird about how many more people get allergies. I ain't falling for it. Like, if you look at peanut allergies now. When I went to school, nobody had peanut allergies. Now... The kids, they all fucking have peanut allergies. And you know what I think it's from? What's that? Two generations of humans that lived on peanut butter, where suddenly the body is starting to reject it. Okay. You know, like in a DNA, like a genetic thing. I think that we overeat certain foods. Well, there's some study, some scientists conducted a study about, they're saying that um, the C-sections, if you have, if you're a baby born by C-section, allergies hurt you more. The fuck? Yeah, because uh, you're not in the fluid or something long enough. Exactly, or? the the fluid gives you more um, power to fight off allergies and. But why else. wouldn't you be in that fluid after this is up on the eye bank today? Yeah, C-section babies get hit harder by allergies. Jesus, that's blunt and weird. Yeah, you a C-section baby? 
You're fucked. Don't go near peanut butter. I was born C-section, and now when I leave a room, I go out the window. Guess who did that stand-up? Um, Stephen Wright. Very good, Fez. Fez walked to the front of the class. Fez walks to the front of the class. Dominate it. Fez walks to, to the, the front, front of, of the, the class. class. And then he blows the teacher. Oh, in front of everyone? Yeah, in front of everyone. He gets chisel all over his face. Oh. Harlem Shake in the pool. I just don't want to hear the word Harlem Shake anymore. I despise oh, it. Harlem Shake in a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Uh, oh, my God. So many people. Oh, uh, Harlem Shake in a firehouse. fucking firehouse. Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake. In a zoo. Harlem Shake. The one. Doing the fuck dance. This guy's having a good time. There's a guy who composed the actual song Harlem Shake. There's all the videos at once. Just everywhere. And Hate some, the one on the airplane. There's a stock flight. Just sit down and let the people fly the plane. You know what you are, Fez? You're a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was going wrong. So they well, do the Harlem Shake on the plane. That's our five today. And let me just say this. A, loved it. B, not enough. I think this is something that we ought to do more of and figure out where we get these foods. I remember a couple of years ago was the listeners of the show are the ones that taught me why I said watermelon is not as good. And they explained to me to go back to the farms that I grew up near and get the watermelon from there. I did not realize that when I would get a watermelon in Maryland, it was a completely different experience. I mean, actually, I had the experience, but I never put it all together. And I thought to myself, man, corn and watermelon were so much better when I was a kid. You know, my parents have their own um, garden, and they just have a very small backyard. I can't believe the tonnage of food that they get out of a very small place. A big-ass harvest. We ought to fucking grow a, a... Something on this roof of this place. We're so close to the sun. Oh, my God. We'll be able to feed the entire company. Yeah. Well, feed. I mean, for the entire company. Feed my brain, dude. <laughs> when is one of your growers' crops come in? I don't... What? <laughs> um, Let's say, hypothetically. A few months. Okay. Gotta get, you know, different parts of the country get warmer at different times. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. We got to do more on food, though. Much more on food. And you know what's really interesting is, like, people are very... Everybody feels like they're somewhat of an expert on some amount of their local food. Uh, maybe we could put something together. Um, we got a break here, though, right? Yeah. Got's the break. We'll be right back. Lots more going on. Make sure you uh, come to this next Unmasked. It's going to be a great one. Up on the iBag right now. Be here for 4 o'clock on uh, Monday. It's the Unmasked taping with Robert Wall. It's going to be a lot of fun. Head on over to the iBag and sign up for that. We'll be right back within minutes uh, with a lot more show. It's the Ron and Fez Show. 
What you're listening to now is known as The Ron and Fez Show. Bring something up. I don't think that I don't think that's Diana Ross singing that. Take a listen to this. That's not Diana Ross. You're playing a different version. What do you got? What are you playing, Pips? There's the only one in the system. It says Supreme's Love Child. That's the only one. This does not sound like. Go to YouTube and find Diana Ross singing Love Child. That does not sound like the original version. Listen, like it seemed like a disco thing in the background. Different from you never heard this version. I wish I had someone to fucking. I wish Dave was here or Earl or someone who knew just slightly what I was talking about. Not just fucking watching. Listen to the difference then. Listen to the difference of that. Call Earl for me right now, would you please? No one else hears the difference in that. There's a complete difference. All right, it's around a fest show on a uh, Friday. Uh, somebody was going to tell us how that thing worked. Somebody called up and they hung up. They understand why you should have local honey to not get your allergies. I'd like to take that test this year, but I got to make some, make sure it's somebody who makes honey in my neighborhood. I don't think it would work for me to have the Harlem honey. And I got a Harlem honey. I just don't tell anybody about her. Got to find a beekeeper in your neighborhood. Yeah, I don't think there is one. We should check Craigslist. I'll get my phones are ringing off the hook there. Nobody answering. Is it calling Earl? Oh, because we're calling Earl at the same time? Yeah. Earl. Buddies. These guys are playing fake Supremes for me. I want you to come over and just give them a producer meeting and try to explain them music and the importance that it plays in my life. Could you do that for me one day? That's vital. Um, they're driving me insane because they're playing me fake Diana Ross music. Hold on, there's Janice. 
in Chicago. She'll know the difference. Janice, how are you? Hi, Ronnie. There's no way that could be Diana Ross, the first one. No. No way. It, there's no, you know, the timber and her No voice. way. <laughs> no way. Earl, would you no. ever consider putting on a wig and doing a fucking Diana Ross tribute? <laughs> I think I, I would, well, with the beard, it would kind of not pull it off. But I, <laughs> What was this song? Didn't you do um, the the thing from Chicago for us that time? The song, There's No Way um, I'm Leaving no, I You? Did, uh, um, I did the thing from Dreamgirls. Yeah, you were fucking amazing in that. People yeah, loved you doing that. I sang it in B-flat. <laughs> That's good. Almost crushed my vocal cords, but hey. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You off today, Earl? Uh, I'm actually working today. Uh, how's things going over there? Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. I mean, um, about to hit the crazy season. Like where we're like, especially when Easter kicks in, it, then it just gets absolutely. Yeah, insane. I have really enjoyed the last couple months of Midtown being a little deader. I know it's not as good for businesses, but it's been better for Ronnie B. Yeah, basically at that period from right after Christmas before like probably leading up to like palm sunday and easter it's pretty it's it's calm it's not crazy but it's calm mm. but at once easter kicks in it, it gets insane again and then once memorial day weekend kicks in which is not far it's not as far off as you think <laughs> it's, oh, Jesus. it's really crazy um all right thanks sir I'll yeah, but in their defense, in, in Hicks' defense, there were supreme tracks, or especially the early stuff, where she was not the lead featured singer. Yeah, that's not what I want. I want Diana Ross in the motherfucking Supremes. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, you want, like, Love Child and... Uh, yeah. What's it? I'm going to make you love me. I want the lady. I want the lady herself. Miss Diana Ross? Miss Diana Ross. All right, talk to you later. Oh, thank you, Janice. Thank Take you. Care, Have guys. a great day. All right. I guess those two are married now. I don't know. It seems like they're always together. Interracial. Nice. Good. Very Future. Good. See? Uh, Blowhard is wrong. All the races can come together. Um, here is uh, Ryan. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ryan. Are you there? Hey, it sounds like a million bucks on uh, on your end. Uh, I don't know if I can, you can hear me. My phone's Thanks. terrible. No, you're okay. Okay. Uh, listen, so I, I'm a grad student in immunology in Virginia, and I can sort of describe to you why the, the local honey helps people to potentially avert the effects of, of allergy. Um, if you can imagine when a baby is born, they really don't have an immune system, so they have to, to nurse and get antibodies, which are, you know, the, the proteins in mother's milk that help babies fight infection. But as you grow and you get uh, a, a, an established immune system, there's really a branch in that system, and, and one of those branches is allergy, and the other branch is called tolerance. And when when you you see babies putting their fingers in their mouth all the time, they put everything in their mouth, what they're doing is they're generating uh, antibodies to the things that they come in contact with. But when they're presented with those things numerous times, the immune system tends to just delete those uh, those types of reactions where that would lead to either immunity or to allergy. So that's called oral tolerance. And what you get with natural products like honey that are derived from the environment is a very concentrated form of 
of a substance, uh, in this case, pollen or, or, or plant material. So, uh, so I, I want to take you back to when you said the kids are just sticking stuff in their mouth. That's because, like, on some level they know their body knows that they need to test everything out there? Well, I don't know that it knows that. It's sort of maybe a byproduct of that. But they're, they're certainly exploring, you know, their environment and then coming in Because a kid will eat dirt. Yeah, they'll eat dirt, and, and there's lots of microbes and, and bad organisms in dirt that can cause infection. But there's a lot of stuff in microbes that uh, in dirt that you don't want to mount an infection to or, or, an, or uh, an, uh, any type of immune reaction, including allergies. So your body uses that oral tolerance model to delete those cells that are responsible for responding. And that's why, you know, with the advent of all these really clean environments kids are growing up in, they're not exposed to a lot of things, and so they don't generate a tolerance mode. They generate an allergy mode. And that's why I think, the you know, the numbers of allergic kids is on the rise throughout, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty bad. I mean, if you... If you if, Studies have shown time and time again, if you grow up near a farm, you have less, you know, uh, immune reactive allergen cells in your body. So you're going to be more tolerized to a lot of things in your environment. And so if you're eating honey that is from your local area, it's likely, very much likely derived from the plants that are known to cause allergies. And so if you're, you're enforcing that sort of temporary immune tolerance by eating that honey and, and you're not going to respond to it when you breathe it in then and get it in your in your nose and in your lungs so fascinating all right answer me this other one on like the ethnic backgrounds because i don't seem to have a jewish friend who can handle milk or cheese why would right. that be so people I, I and i don't know as much about uh, the the other food allergies like you met you mentioned peanuts before too but i can i can tell you what i know so you know, people say I have a dairy allergy, or I have a milk allergy, and, and a lot of times that's not really truly what would be considered an allergy. It's more of an intolerance. So you just don't, you're not make your body's not making the, the enzymes that help you to break down the constituents of milk, like the, the lactose is, is the main sugar in milk, and people are lactose intolerant. Well, a lot of people say I have a, a, a milk allergy or a dairy allergy, and that's not technically, most times it's not technically an allergy where, with, it, with an, uh, an allergic response, you need an antibody generated to it, and it's, it's just not technically an allergy. Now, that being said, some people are truly allergic. They, are, they will make antibodies to milk proteins like casein or, or other things, and their body will respond in an anaphylactic, like an anaphylactic shock model, where they drink milk and they get the same thing kids get when they eat peanut butter if they're allergic to it. Their throat closes up, they have constriction, they have shortness of breath, and, and so on. Well, if I had a kid like that, I'd have to get rid of him. I just wouldn't be able to put up with it. Thanks for calling, Ryan. This stuff is fascinating. Uh, I don't think I could ever even begin to understand it. Well, Here's our the, buddy. Doesn't it seem like allergies are like getting worse, too, like hospitalizations? It seems like they used to be if you were allergic to something, you'd get hives or maybe you sneezed a lot. It also may be that you are becoming more aware of what is happening in the world around you where maybe you didn't know that as much when you were a kid. Because I remember people being killed from bees and stuff when I was a kid, but then I just shake it off and never bring it up again. Uh, but I know that the peanut allergy wasn't around like this when, when I was a kid. It just didn't exist. People brought peanut butter in. Now they say, please don't even bring peanut butter to school because it gets airborne. 
Uh, here's our buddy Pit Doc. Pit Doc. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, I was going to call to explain that. Yeah, it's just a form of sensitization, but he, he said it a lot better than I did. But it's also why you get different flavor honeys, too, because the bees get different nectars from wherever they come from, so the, the nectars mix together to make a different flavor honey. Honey is the most... I don't know why they didn't push it more on us when it was a kid. It sounds like the best thing for you. Yeah, and you, you can keep it for probably 20 years, and it's still good because it crystallizes, and you can reheat it. And it's, Dude, it's, I read a thing where they took honey out of a mummy's tomb and ate it. It was thousands of years old, and they ate it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with it. But it you was the same as honey today. They have bacteria in it, so it can give them, give them a serious disease if, if infants eat it. Uh, I, Ronnie, you running out of maple syrup? I can bring you some down next time I come down. Oh, you're always the best, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the number two cash crop up here. Wow. Yeah. But, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well, the number one's crystal meth, but hey. <laughs> uh, uh, I will bring some down to you probably at the end of the month and everything like that. And by the way, I'm not an abortionist. All right. Not, you, you actually no longer do the abortion in the van thing? Because if you need somebody to help, Hicks is here. Uh, no money in it. I'm all for it. <laughs> well, you know, Talk to you later, brother. Take it easy, Ronnie. Peace. Bye. Doing a service. Um, I, I want to... Just say to Pips, I want you to tell the interns this. I just got something sent to the eye bomb from Gorilla Bob. Why do the interns always hang up on me? What? Am I persona non grata or just dull? I'll talk me, with Matt about that. I want you to talk to all the guys, but I want you to bring up to Gorilla Bob. I don't like to push this on the air because he doesn't like to talk about it. He's an actual 9-11 hero. He doesn't like anybody to know it. I promised him I wouldn't bring it up. But he is. I want that man treated uh, as he should be treated. Treat He's like, a hero. Treat him like the hero that he is. And I know what it's like to be one. Because much like the first responders in 9-11, I found a cell phone in the back of a cab and returned it to its rightful owner. The guy tried to give me 20 bucks, and I said to him, and I quote, stick that 20 bucks up your ass. I'm a hero. Sing it, Mimi. Is it all her? Yeah. Ronnie B. With the strength to carry on. Return a cell phone. And you cast your fears aside. I wasn't afraid. And you know you can't survive. I did survive. So I gave him the cell phone. Like and I was okay. I was kind of hopeless. But then my own strength took me through. Why is that fish on uh, TV and CNN? Like a, I think he's stuck without a fin, like his fin was broke off. <gasps> oh, this is my favorite part of the song. And you face the world alone. I wish they could just be an image of me right now up on the wall, handing back a phone. I remember what I said to the guy what? Here, fucker, make sure you keep an eye on your phone. That doesn't come off very hero like. You saw his stupid. 
idiotic look on his face to get that phone back to see a hero handing him a phone must have been happy for a moment forever he now he's living the rest of his life spreading the legend the myth hands like barrels hunting back the cell phone Thanks for actually playing Mariah Carey this time, though, and not some fucking fake cover song. Hicks, what else do you want to get in the kitchen? And I, I can't believe we're almost at the weekend, or as you call it, blackout time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to remember anything. What time do you think? By happy hour, you'll be totally blacked out? <laughs> I think I'll make it till past that. You'll be blacked out between happy hour and Monday morning. <laughs> I'd say give 11, 11 p.m. It takes a while for the blackout to actually, you know, go into full effect. That would make you feel good in a plane like that, jumping up and down, Fez? Oh, no. It looks like the whole plane is shaking. Like, they're like they're purposely trying to knock the wings off of the damn thing. Well, you could tell that it's probably some, um, like, everybody in the plane is together. The FAA is investigating it. Fuck them. Should have done Harlem Snake on a plane. They're just throwing snakes at the camera. Or get fucking uh, Sam Jackson on it. Did not already fail once. But this would be like making fun of that failure. No, did Joan Rivers apologize or she won't apologize? She Refusing. Says, Good. Nice. Good, Joan Rivers. Finally, someone with balls. And it's, uh, a, to me, one of the edges comics today. Joan Rivers. She don't give a fuck. She don't give a flying fuck. Right, what else we got to get to on the eye bank? See these pictures of Jennifer Lawrence smoking a fat doobie. It's not all that fat, but it is, in fact, uh, some dubage. Oh, yeah. Why she, are they going to follow this kid around and fuck with her? She won an Oscar, and she's new Miss Hot Little Thing. She's only 22. Yeah. If you don't smoke a joint at 22, when are you going to smoke one? Yeah, I don't see how. Well, I guess, oh, that fucking, uh, the franchise she's in Hunger Games, they might be pissed. I don't know. It's a young adult novel. It seems like the the caught with a joint shot is more scandalous now than, like, the upskirt or any sort of nude photo. They're a nip slip photo. Well, I don't know how you compare one to the other, uh, particularly when. Like, they showed um, Tony Soprano walking around in a fucking weed store in Venice Beach. But it is an actual weed store. Yeah, it's fine. It's legal, state-wise. I mean, she lives in California. She can smoke weed. She's in Hawaii here, just pounding red wine and fucking smoking joints. Good. Sounds like a good time. Smoking joints. <laughs> Good for her. She won her Oscar. She's relaxing a little bit in between fucking sh- shoots. People should get off. Yeah, job. I don't think it's too scandalous, Fez, where, like, her job is going to be affected. Like, I don't think anyone's going to say, well, you can't have a part here. You're smoking pot. I don't think it's that much difference than if you've seen her walking down the beach with a tall boy. I'd actually like that more. If she was on a boardwalk somewhere. I like to see her throw one into the fucking water. Maybe hit a take a fucking tall boy and knock it off a dolphin's head. And go guess fuck you, I'm Oscar winner, Jen. I mean, what has she gotta worry about the rest of her life though? She's an Oscar winner. And a young one. Twenty two. And she's another dead soldier. That's all she cares about. Can you imagine about. if you peaked young? 
Can you imagine if you couldn't follow up what you did when you were younger? That has to be the most fucking horrific life. I think she has a great acting career in front of her. You never see her with a dude either, do you? And she's with this chick. Yeah. That's the scandalous part. She's definitely a lesbian. That's taboo. Taboo. She's a lesbian. No, she's not. I mean, there's no reason for you to say that, though. If she is, we accept her all the more. Yeah, look, there, she have nice hugs. She's all mm. drunk and stoned. That's so cute. Yeah, I think she's Go tweaking. Go ahead, honey. You're experimenting. I think she's tweaking that girl's nipple. If she is, she can bring it up when she's 50, like Jodie Foster. When are you going to run her down? I think Jaron Florence would just not give a fuck and just say, yeah, I like eating pussy. What of it? I got to put you back on the fucking no curse list. Oh. I enjoy uh, Conalingus performing it, is what she would say then. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Duck, you're on the Run of Fez show. Duck. Gone? Was he? Was the phone still No, off? it was on, but I was checking it to make sure. Okay, thanks. Uh, by the way, you know what I saw yesterday I couldn't believe? Remember Searching for Sugar Man who came in here, Hicks? Yeah, Rodriguez. They just announced yesterday the third show is opening for him at Radio City. Holy shit. They sold out the first two shows in no time. That's a 5,000 seat fucking hall over there, which means a 15,000 night fucking stay for him. I was surprised he wasn't up there with them for when they when they got the Oscar. Well, they don't do it because he's the subject. And if you l listen to the person's speech, he actually said, Sugar Man does not want to overshadow us. That's why he didn't want to come in. He feels like it's our film. He should have went up there with the guitar. With the guitar. And he should have overshadowed them. It's just, This is his time in the fucking Do you mind. realize that you're talking every bit as nuts as that motherfucker now? That you, you ever since, and it had a lot to do with you guys both being anti-Tim today, but you start to ramble like him. I think I'm, I'm on point. I think I'm on point here. I think you got allergies. You know, uh, stars call this show. Big fucking stars check in with me. Like you heard Jay Moore calling earlier today. Hell yeah. Hold on to your balls because this is as big as it gets. Mr. Eddie Trunk. Eddie. Oh. What's up, boys? What do you say, my friend? Hey, I, uh, I've just been listening the last hour or two, and I just wanted to give you guys a tip on some of the best. You're mentioning great ice cream before? Yeah. The best vanilla ice cream I've ever had in my life is from Costco. I shit Eddie. you not. Costco, you shit a lot. Costco brand <laughs> vanilla ice cream, Kirkland brand, will blow your mind. Try it. You, you talk insane. And it's cheap because it's Costco, and you get two giant half gallons, and they don't put any of that growth hormone or none of that shit in there. Like you guys were talking about, it's not all aired out. It's not all whipped. I, I Honestly, I don't know this ice cream. I've never walked into a Costco in my life, ever. 
Oh, well, I, you're talking to, like, the king of Costco. I, I worship Costco. I'm like a junkie. I buy, there's nothing I don't buy at Costco. But they, uh, their vanilla ice cream is, I don't know who makes it for them. I'd love to find out. Maybe your listeners know because most of their branded stuff is made elsewhere. But if I've watched a doc on, on Costco. They vet out all the people who try to get their stuff in before they'll put their name on it. And whoever makes their ice cream, it's amazing. I don't buy it anymore because I probably put on 50 pounds when I was eating it, when I was buying it, but only for that reason. Because it's All right, amazing. so it's, called, it's, it's under Kirkland, right? and it's sold at Costco, right. and you believe it to be some of the finest ice cream known to man, and you're getting it very inexpensively. Yeah, you're getting... A like, bathtub full of it for $8. Cream. Look at the size of that box. Yeah, ice cream's expensive now, and if you notice, like, briars and stuff... There, what what used to be a half gallon is actually pared down. They shrunk the container, so it's actually a lot. It, it, what what used to get like a Briar's half gallon of ice cream is now like I don't know, like a little over a quarter of a gallon or something. Where the Costco is giving you two full real half gallons and none of that aired fluffed fake shit. You're getting good thick. Exciting! You believe the best vanilla? Are you a vanilla guy over any other kind of ice cream? Yeah, I, yeah. Because you know what? You can add stuff to it. It's a good base to work. It's a on. very good point. Most people don't get that. You'd be better off adding some chocolate syrup to it or whatever than you are letting them do that, or adding your own cherries to it for cherry vanilla. Mm. If you think about it, everything works off of the vanilla base. It's got to so be. Let them mess around with yeah. you. Do it yourself. If, if you're going to an ice cream place and you want to taste something, taste the vanilla first because the, the vanilla flavor isn't great. No flavor will be great because they all start with vanilla no matter what they're doing. And you look at that Costco brand, Ronnie, and look at the ingredients on it. It's milk with no growth hormone. It's like sugar and cream. That's it. It's like three things in there and vanilla. That's it. You look at like some of these other labels, there's like 55 ingredients you never even heard of in there. What's happening with you lately, Eddie? What have you been up to? Uh, actually, um, sitting here listening to you guys, and I'm actually just beginning the process of um, finishing up my second book and also getting ready to f finally start booking guests for the next season of that metal show. This is the longest we've gone between seasons of new shows. So Good. we're going to do new ones finally at the end of April. I'm glad to hear it, buddy. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to just call in and say hello, and uh, and I, I was listening and enjoying the conversation. And uh, you guys start talking about food. You know, obviously I have uh, <laughs> I have some views here. But you uh, should come in someday, and we'll do a non-music show because we do so much music stuff with you. But you know a ton about sports, and obviously Costco, and then <laughs> heavy metal. I can talk about anything. If there's one thing I can do, it's, it's I can talk, as you guys well know. All right, my friend. Hey, have a great weekend, guys. Love you, pal. See you, man. Bye, Eddie. There goes Eddie Trunk. Or as Higgs says, don't buy Eddie. <laughs> Bye, Eddie. Bye, Eddie. Love you. <laughs> you going to be drunk for the Dave show this weekend? No. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go on the air drunk. What are you guys planning on doing the show on? Badminton? <laughs> no, no badminton updates. We're going to do basketball. I've been asked to do uh, Sam's weekend show. But we've asked you to come on the Max Sports program. Not formally, the way he does. What? He has me through rolling. Oh. Well, I mean, that, you, oh. you're not telling me what time you want me in, how much time, what are the topics, are you going to go off some of my expertise? 
you know. NBA. But you just want to fucking just treat me like I'm just some bum off the street. Never. Like, oh God, look, a bum just rolled in from off the street. What? No. Uh, you know what I'm excited about with Eddie Trunk's book? His book party. The last book party of his that we went to. Fantastic. You could throw a party. And that's when Bumblefoot goes, wait, Ron Bennington from Ron and Fez? Love you guys. I don't like Bumblefoot loves us. Bumblefoot. That's fucking cool. Yeah, his, his party was really, really great. All right, somebody could believe it or not, I've never had this happen. Someone wants advice from you. Jesus. You're like you're doing your own little Jimmy show, and people are calling Chris Stanley for advice. I'm a bad person. Go ahead, Dickie Jr. What's up, buddies? Party. Hey, got the hamburger. <laughs> What's up, I'm Dickie? I'm turning 21 tonight, and I'm going to get fucked up. <laughs> Problem is, I don't know how to pace myself. I'm looking for some advice from you, buddy. I'm the wrong person to ask on how to pace, since I just ingest. You can't do a, an advice show the way you dream and say, I'm the wrong person. Okay, so maybe begin the evening with just beers. Maybe okay. Dr drink a six-pack. Drinking beer, okay. beer, beer. Then do start doing shots. Then slow it back down, more beers. And then end the night with mixed drinks. And, you know, smoke weed throughout the entire night. That don't matter. Okay. Hey, Peppa, I got another question. Sure. Hey, yo, where the yayo at, dog? This <laughs> is in line. <laughs> hey, oh, yo, where the yayo? It's a, fucking, it's a good one. I should talk about that on the radio. When was the last time you did coke? Oh, Jesus. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um... Asked our young man, Matty Ice, what the Chavez story is that just went up on the iBank. And does everybody get it in their head the way I feel about Gorilla Bob? Uh, it is good to know that with all the advice we got from all, all over today, hundreds of people put up stuff on food on the iBank today. Not a single call to say how good the fucking ice cream is at Costco. Eddie Trunk seems to be standing on his own there. He's he's the man. He's he loves Costco. I didn't know he had such an affinity for it. You can buy anything there, and they give out free samples. I've never been into a Costco in my life. It just doesn't seem like it'd be my kind of thing. It's a. I don't need. I don't know eight hundred rolls of toilet paper. Like when I see people who shop there, you don't need a twelve pack of flat screens. I don't I need a that. keg of mayonnaise. And then you got to box your own stuff. What do you mean box it? Well, like, they, I don't believe they have, like, shopping bags where you, like, get find empty boxes around the place to put all your giant bulk items in. A lot of people are doing bringing their own bags, though, to the store. Like, you get those cloth bags because supposedly it saves today. So you find out that in the old days... We were hurting the environment by getting each of those either paper or plastic. Like paper or plastic, when they say that, uh -huh. that's like saying, kill the earth or choke the earth. What do you want? Well, in Seattle, it's backfiring on the grocery stores. Because in Seattle, last summer, they banned all the plastic bags. You can't even get a choice of it. Why so, is that backfiring? Well, now people are bringing in their own reusable cloth bags. Yeah. And shoplifting is up like a huge amount. One grocery store they talked to had lost like almost $10,000 in produce and frozen foods. 
So you're saying the only thing that kept people from stealing before, that normal people who don't steal, only it was, hey, I don't have a plastic bag, now I can steal. Yeah, this is, this is, they now have a much easier way to shoplift. They have something to hide it in. When you say they, it sounds like you're talking about a minority. The cloth bag shoplifters. So they got to do better security things, but it has nothing to do uh, with the backfiring on the environment. One does not equal the other. Well, it's supposed to be something nice for the environment, something nice for everybody's world, and then people take advantage of it and start stealing apples and frozen pizzas. You're saying people as if it's regular people. It looks like you've got some shoplifters, not normal people who would just be shopping and then start to try to steal stuff. Now, I don't understand how you're supposed to get out the door because you don't bag that stuff until you head out the door, right? I get it's apparently if you're slipping it in the bag while you're shopping and the store security isn't catching it, more stuff is now going out the door unpaid for. I think they got an accounting problem. Um because it seems like you could have done that all before. Like, it would have always been there. I stopped shoplifting a while ago. Most people do when they get out of fucking seventh grade. I was I stopped when I got out of college. <laughs> you really shoplifted that late, late? Yeah, I went on a real fucking shoplifting uh, kick in college. We just go to the supermarket and steal a couple 12 packs of beer. It was really easy. I stole 12 packs of beer, disposable cameras, and cheese. Those are my most those are my favorite things to steal. So you you're eating cheese, drinking and taking pictures of your dick. <laughs> Not in that order. Um I guess in Seattle they're going to have to start having people take their shoes off before they come into a place just like it was the airport. I just think this. It's not like people who don't steal are going to suddenly steal if it gets easier. They might be bringing more thieves into their place, but that seems like a security problem. But And maybe I'm naive, but I don't think that most people are thieves. I don't think most people would go, I'm going out and doing my shopping. Oh, wait, I found that it's slightly easier to shoplift then I'll do it. And I get a little suspect when people with Fez's background say those people. You know what I mean? Like, I knew exactly where he was going with that. Um, did Maddie Ice find anything about the Chavez thing? Yeah. Bring it on in here, Maddie. Here comes the Iceman. Here comes his song. The Iceman Cometh. We got to get that on the replay. I want some... And I like to change it to Ice Ice Baby and see if that works. You know, it's a whole new generation. What's going on with Chavez? Well, he had a fight in September, which mm-hmm. after the fight, he, he tested positive for marijuana. And they delayed the punishment. And it's coming down now that it's going to be nine months of not fighting from that date. So he's due back June 15th. And he's fined $900,000, which is 30% of his purse from that fight for a million dollars. 
That's ridiculous. It's the second largest fine that they've ever handed down. The first was to Mike Tyson for biting the ear off. Here, the weird thing about it is this. It's not like smoking marijuana makes you a better fighter. The scumbaggery that surrounds boxing, of every, for every, from the judges, to the probably the boxers, and everyone surround the boxers. It goes to show you, you can kill one a great sport. You can kill it. He could not pay it, but then he'd never be allowed to fight in Nevada again, which is kind of, you know, a big spot for fighting. Yeah, because the casinos pay for it. Exactly. I like though we fight Memphis at one of those riverboat places. See, so, yeah, he was hoping for six months ban and a ten thousand dollar fine. So it's a Why little bit. I would hope for that. I'd hope for nothing and no fine. <laughs> yeah, but I you mean, knew something was coming. If you're going to start hoping, hope for the best. <laughs> $900,000. How long is it between fights anyway? Wouldn't you normally take six, nine months to train for the next one? You normally do around six months or so, unless you're concussed, in which case it has to be a little bit longer. And it's really up to each fighter. You know what I mean? There's nothing to hold you in. They go in and check yeah. you. And, you know, I mean, when you're... They do that with championship fights. Uh-huh. But at a club level, those guys fight a lot more. As long as you're physically more. ready, you just yeah, fight. Those guys fight a lot more. So you could technically fight quite a bit if you wanted to a champions we've had champions fight three four times a year but they worry about the market gets burnt out yeah. so just for the same reason why you don't want too many bruce willis movies coming out in a year well luckily there's 17 belts for every fucking weight class so that makes it interesting mm. he was fined a third of what mike tyson was for biting someone's ear off Ever tell you I was at that fight? You did not. Yeah, I was at the fight the night that that happened. Fucking madhouse. I tried to tell Mike about it. He didn't want to hear about it, but the whole place turned into a riot. Uh, I, I met Mike on O&A's show, and he's like, I got nothing to do with that. You had fucking everything to do with it, dude. That fucking place turned into a loony bin. I was not involved. Nope. You were wasn't me. there. It fucking, seriously, it looked like Godfather 2 when Cuba was falling. I, I'm not even making that up. People are looking for planes out of town. Shake Shake is coming through in the fucking thing. And like at the time, I was kind of pissed off. But now, you know, I can always say that and everybody looks back like it's historical. Like, you know, like you could have seen JFK at any time. But when you wanted to see him in Dallas, when it all went down. That fucking head exploded. Jesus, dude, you're so fucking blunt. <laughs> I gotta work on your subtlety. I, but that thing just just cracked open. That's fucking terrible. That's a Bruder film. You ever check that shit out? Check it out. Yeah, I got it fucking five minutes after it happened from the CIA. What? They said we did it. Then they gave a big <laughs> thumbs up. Wait, 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 wait. And then they said to me, now pick the next president. I picked Johnson. I hope it worked out for everybody. I was thinking, me Johnson, Nixon, pick up a Ford, short. Carter, then Reagan. And I said, call me back in 88. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's why I won't ever let my plane land. I just fly around fucking running things all over like Dennis Rodman and his fucking new Korean boyfriend. Yeah, him and Kim Jong-un. That's such a strange story. Yeah. Do you see the one that Gawker did on it, though? Like, the, the, Gawker shows this picture of the two of them, like, hanging out and laughing. Yeah, they sat and, next to each other. And then... um with uh, Rodman saying, like, he's a great guy and all. And then Gawker showed all these pictures of starving fucking babies and shit. Like, yeah, you having a good time, dude? So Rodman, I guess Gawker doesn't like Vice and 
Vice Gawker. Yeah. Yeah, because Vice is, I think, basically is paying to bring him down there. And yeah. bet- between Vice and North Korea, they paid fucking Rodman to come down there. And also, there's say, they say the, the leader's really a big Rodman fan from when he was like a little kid. Well, he doesn't like the worm. No, he's a friend for life, Rodman said. Uh, Kim Jong-un, friend for life. Both these guys can phenomenally find a fucking rebound, though. I mean, both of <laughs> them just ha- are where the ball is. And- no one knows how they do it. And the game ended in a 110-110 tie, which I'm sure was a little bit rigged there. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this is this is sport at the highest level. Not a lot of defense, though. You don't see anyone in the crowd there having snacks. They wouldn't let the. They said they were eating the shit out of food. Really? At, the, at their after party, they were saying turkey uh, yeah. and sushi and all this stuff because I saw the Vice thing where they were acting like the food was pretty fucking sketchy. But they said that there was some big party after, and the the vice guys said that they were eating amazing food. Kim Jong was happy. Yeah, he runs. He's the a roly poly motherfucker. <laughs> he killed the fucking other son he's, or whatever. He's got a face like a peach. <laughs> what son did he kill? I don't even know this story. I think there was another. There was another. Um, like a twin that he ate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was a, there was an older there was an older son who was like a general or some shit, and he got like assassinated, and then he took over. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty I sure. always heard his father went with this guy instead of the brother. Well, the other one was dead. If we're going to believe Chris Stanley's story. All right. Pretty sure there's a dead kid in here. Yeah. This is fucking getting weaker and weaker as we're going along. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure there's a dead kid in here somewhere. There has to be. Just Google Kim Jong Un dead. Brother. I thought Fezzi'd be following up the Bonnie Franklin fucking story today. Didn't show a lot of excitement. Pancreatic cancer killed her. You maybe, can't find shit on it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong here. You're, you're wrong about most things. You're fucking alcohol soaked, dude. Well, hey, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. Let's fucking check you in today, man. Fuck Let's that. check you in the rehab. Well, no, I got a big weekend. <laughs> Let's check got, you in. I got a big weekend plan. Just, I know you do. Why don't you come with me? <laughs> no, Why don't I'm, you come with me? I'm good. Give me your laces. I want you to come <laughs> no, with me. I'll keep my belt and I'll keep my fucking laces. Don't want to take those away from me. Which sandwiches do you guys like better? <sighs> I, li- I like the, uh, the, the chicken cutlet and provolone. Really? Do you believe it's called the Opie and Anthony? Nice. Yeah. I'm going to try some Joe Paterno in a little bit. That's their other favorite radio show. They love the Opie and Anthony and the Joe Paterno shows in the morning. The the two older sons uh, are political exiles. That's basically dead. Okay. Why don't you come with me? <laughs> That's how he got picked. I'm fine. I'm high functioning. <laughs> uh, hi, you're on the Run and Fetish show. Is that me, Ronnie B? I guess it is. Ah, cool, man. Uh, I think you may, uh, uh, whoever was talking about the other son killed, there was a general who was killed, and he was uh, executed by mortar shell. He was tied up to a post, and they fired a mortar at him. And he was supposed to be, like, the next guy in charge, right? Potentially. They said he was, they, they basically, they purged the military of any generals who could have uh, kind of formed a coup. That's what and- I read. The way they did it was they fucking, like I said, they tied him up at a mil- artillery range. You're half right. Fired a mortar at him. I'm always half right. <laughs> Why don't you come with me? <laughs> I'm literally just, I, I can't get the entire fucking story I correct. mean, that's, 
fucking movie shit. You know what I mean? That's fucking Batman. Why don't they just fucking tie him up to something have a giant coffee pot over top of him? <laughs> I'm sure they have him in fucking North Korea. It's like his own personal wonderland. I will tell you this. The, the amount of heat that came on this story of taking Dennis Rodman over there was just phenomenal. And like right away, they got to be thinking, who's next? Do we get Weird Al to come over? Like what bizarre fucking person? It's hard to get more bizarre than Dennis Rodman. I will say this. It drives a lot of people crazy. That guy could fucking play. Oh, yeah. Now, was he like a DH? Yeah. He only wanted to get bounds. Whoever said in their life, I don't want, don't fucking pass me the ball. <laughs> One time I saw him dribbling the ball and it looked crazy. <laughs> it, it, it looked like if you suddenly saw your mom try to dribble a basketball. I don't want the points. Just give me the rebounds. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while, hey, if it's easy, I'll just put it right back up. Just throw it misses, please. After I get I the official rebound, because I ain't tipping it in, I want the official fucking rebound, and then I'll put it up. Uh, this show went by fast today. Um, my favorite story, never even had time for it. It's art that looks like dick. dick. <laughs> Would you say this is the way you spell dick, the way we have it up there? Dick. I feel like there might be an H in there. That's in my own head. But this looks like a dirt. Dirt? Jizz. Ugh, <laughs> disgusting. I am getting complaints about you saying jizz too much, too. Hey, people, I don't say it too much. It's just the jizz time thing from yesterday. They say you're obsessed with jizz. <laughs> Some homo. You too much and Fez, not at all. I like when you say homo like that. You make Fez feel uncomfortable. I apologize, Fez. Thank you. If it means anything, Fez, you're definitely not gay. If that <laughs> helps you at all. No, that doesn't help. Well, Fez, why don't you do a little live read? Robert Wall Unmasked. It's happening on Monday. Make sure you get to theinterrobang.com so you can be in the audience Monday, 4 p.m. for Unmasked with special guest Robert Wall. Feels good to say it the same way every time. And they claim more effective. That people's ears perk up if they just hear something done the same way every time. Hicks, you want to ap apologize to Tim, the special needs kid who has his own restaurant? Because I want to tell him he gets my American of the Day award. Congratulations, Tim. I'll give him, you know, for having a good heart. He's an innocent bystander in all this. He's an owner of a business. <laughs> That's up on the iBank. He seems like a good soul. Anything else on the iBang when people stay over the weekend? Oh, make sure you listen, particularly the people interested in the food stuff. Tom Colicchio, the celebrity chef, he's in with uh, director Lori Silverbush and Christy Jacobson on the RBI show this weekend. A Place at the Table comes out in select theaters on demand and iTunes February 1st. Uh, and then go to takepart.com slash table and you will find out that we have starving people in this country. Oh. Starving children. Children with not enough food to eat. This is America, people. This ain't goddamn Dennis Rodman filled North Korea. Chris, no one asked you for commentary. <laughs> I put it up. I let them do the comment. Maybe you'll make a fucking movie one day and I'll book you. But now let the, let the experts comment. I just thought it was appropriate since we were just talking about Kim Jong-un and Dennis Robin <laughs> in a, a country filled with starving people. 
that we're better than that being America. Right? What? Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Today's Ron and Fez show. We hope you enjoyed it. For your convenience, this program will re-air tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern, mm. 11 p.m. Pacific. This show is available with SiriusXM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand for details. Predictably enough, the Opie and Anthony show is next on the Opie and Anthony channel.